What's up, bench warmers? Episode 60 of the Fire Under the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryan. We got a ton of stuff to get into. Preseason basketball and hockey is back. Nico talks about that in his center of attention. Plus, we have a ton of football to recap and uh, some MLB playoffs that we have to have our predictions for. But before we get into that, be sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting app. Our new episodes release Wednesdays. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. New, new videos on Thursdays, Fridays, and Mondays is when you can catch new content coming out through there. We'll also have some more in-real-life content uh, coming out. We have our far end of the bench season rec league basketball highlights and some golf highlights on there as well. So be sure to subscribe there and follow us on social media at Pod. We've been growing on all of our different platforms there, but we want to continue to interact. Keep yeah, we growing got, the we bench got, warmers. We got Twitter going. Let's get the Instagram followers up now a little bit too. Yeah, it'd be great. At FEOTB pod, that's where you can interact with us, be keeping up with everything coming on the podcast. Uh, Nico, you got you got a visitor from an old friend, Drew Locke, oh, at quarterback. Don't remind me of number three. Oh. I don't have any gloves on this week. It's, it's Victory Mon- Monday, right? Stop. Victory Monday. I've had a large mouth pass, bust my line, a couple beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie in What's going on, bench warmers? Welcome back to this center of attention. Obviously, we're back here with the farm on the bench, episode sixty. Uh, this center of attention, while football, obviously, there's a lot of football going on. But this week, we started with some preseason hockey and basketball. I know what? Yeah, preseason hockey and basketball. So I decided that I was going to give you guys the three X factors for the Broncos, Nuggets and Avs all to have success. Obviously, Nugs and Avs, success means win a cup or win, a, win the NBA Finals. And then when it comes to the Broncos, it's postseason. So let's start with the Broncos. First of all, keep Teddy healthy because we saw what that offense was on Sunday. It was very, very tough without him. And it was the same offense we had last year. Get Teddy healthy and the whole offense. Grant Glasgow, Dalton Reiser, that, that hurt big time. You're throwing out a, a, a Kendall Hinton, the yes, that Kendall Hinton at receiver, at slot receiver. Get get Judy back healthy and try to get some more weapons. David Moore, get him more integrated into the offense. Broncos need to continue with that because the defense can play stellar. But like I said, 3-1. and one, We'll pump the brakes on it on saying all hell's breaking loose. Next, we got the Avs. Avs for me is pretty simple. Obviously, with EJ coming back, Kemper, new goalie. Nope, I'm going to go with Alex Newhook and Tyson Jost taking that next step. We talk about these young guys all the time. Look, losing Saad was was huge. Losing Donsko was huge. Well, Newhook, Jost, this is your time. Right? Kadri, it's your time to come back as well, man, because you missing the playoffs hurt us big time last year. So I'm looking at you three especially to take that next step and be the next guys up behind the big three. Because if you guys can if you guys are able to not only produce during the regular season, but get in the postseason and put up numbers when the top line isn't doing the best, then we'll be in very good shape. Finally, Nuggets X Factor this season for me, it's it's one man, one man simple. Monte Morris. Jamal Murray is out till February. So what are you gonna do from 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 end of October, which season starts here in a few weeks, till February, January, February, when Jamal Murray gets back. Are you able to sustain the, the, the momentum you've had the last few years? Monte Morris is going to be a big factor of that. The man's got to be a leader out there, basically take over this team and be a vocal guy. Don't be afraid to get your shot like Jamal Murray has because when Jamal Murray comes back, if, if you're playing as hot as you should be, that's another bench piece that's just going to be balling. 
So that's the X factors for the Broncos, Nugs, and Avs for me for make the playoffs the Broncos and Nugs and Avs to have long-term success. Uh, but, yeah, that's, that's all for this center attention. We'll see you in the rest of the episode. This episode of The Far End of the Bench with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant is presented by MyBookie.ag. Use promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, to sign up and get double your first deposit now at MyBookie.ag. Nico, episode 60. 60, yeah. Big 60. six zero now. Man. I mean, it's crazy to think about, but in 40, 40 short episodes, we'll yeah. hit 100. I know. We're, all, we're, we're on the home stretch of the 100 almost now. 60 Yeesh. is a lot, yeah. 60 games. I mean, most well, fittingly, we're starting this week with baseball playoff talk, but most baseball teams, like, expect to at least lose 60 games we've done that many podcasts yes the base the baseball the baseball thing is whole we, we don't really talk a whole lot about baseball here for for obvious reasons yeah, no. considering the rockies did another head-ass move by by not even doing a thorough gm search so that was nice but we won't get into that too much um, no, at least they've been giving us the trevor story content we need in this final day yeah because, yeah the, the, really that's what got me through the last couple yeah. of weeks for rockies fans it was. It's been rough, but uh, we'll talk about. We'll go through our playoff predictions. We are in the month of Spooktober. I turned 24 this month, so I'm no longer going to be the little kid. You have the Bomba year uh, coming yeah. up. Yeah, I got that coming up for me. And uh, playoffs at the end of the month. I just realized for my youth team, semifinals October 30th sure, for Super Bowl if we make it. So if we make it that far, uh, first week of November. So there's a lot of stuff coming up, and, and it is, it's an exciting time. But New Hook. Jost, uh, they are big pieces to step up for the Avalanche. The one thing that I, I want to see play, get that confidence with Darcy Kemper. Get that confidence that you had with Grubauer because we saw what the – just even the confidence does for a goaltender throughout a season is huge. So that's the back end I want to see kind of gel together. With EJ coming back, that should be a little bit easier over, to do. You know, I, I put that as my overall X factor because of the fact that we, what we saw from the playoffs that we had a good goaltender, Grubauer, was playing well. So I trust – Kemper because of what he's done against us. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, well, as if if he, because look, Francois being back helps because he'll be he'll be a decent number two. You yeah. won't have to you won't have to go find yourself a random guy off the street for your number two. And, Zamboni driver. Yeah, yeah. So like it's it's that makes it a little more structured there. And Kemper obviously doesn't have the cup experience, but the guy has won a lot of big hockey games in the past and. The young guys is where it's going to come into. I, I forgot to put Logan O'Connor in there too because Logan O'Connor, I think, could be for a breakout season because that was yeah. one of the guys that I loved watching him play. When he got into the playoffs, he brought a certain attitude back to the ice that yeah. was very necessary, very needed. And that team as a whole, I think they did. Like Joe Sackett got a lot bigger on the oh, back yeah. end too. I, I don't even know, forgot the guy's name, but the guy was like six seven. Yeah, he's just so a stupid. house, uh, and that's what. He, the first quote I saw, like, I don't care if you can carry a hockey stick, you're my goon because you're like, yeah, no, I'm I'm looking to add a little physicality back here and protect some of the other guys. I was like, that's all you need. You're my guy. <laughs> you sign that's that's perfect. They come that's into the corner, they come out a different man. That's all you need to do. That's all. Maybe give a give an assist every now and then, but maybe send one from the blue line and hope it gets in. But yeah, him and EJ, that's going to be their roles, which is which is a sorely missed last year. So I'm excited to have both those guys back. And you need both kinds of defensemen too, because you got the guys that like Victor yeah. Hedman, like uh, the big strong guys that make a physical presence, and then you got the guys like Brian McDonough or Samuel Gerrard. 
the defenseman that crashed the boards and makes him Kale McCarr make some uh, plays near the net too. You, so. you have the Adam Foots, and then you have the Ray Borgs, yeah. the footers who 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 will punish you for stepping in front of Patrick Wall. And then you have the Borgs who, who will step who, who will help the guys up front and get you assists and. and Put one in the back net every now and then. Uh, if only, I mean, that's what we're all hoping for. That's I'm not saying Makar and uh, EJ. I mean, Makar may be, McCarr, end up being McCarr that good. Pretty, pretty damn good. But they're not there yet. But, I mean, that'd be nice. He got drafted <laughs> one selection before me in my hockey fantasy draft that oh, I did tough. today. I was, he was the next guy that I was drafting. I, I went I, McKinnon my because I got the second pick in the draft, second pick overall. I got McKinnon with my first pick. Yeah, because probably like, number one was Mac Daddy. Yeah, I was, or a uh, uh, dude from the Oilers, Kenny. McDavid. Yeah, McDavid. yeah, McK- yeah. Mc- 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 McNasty with uh, McDavid was there. Uh, Ma- Matthews probably was up there too. Yeah, Matthews was was up there, but I got McKinnon. I was going for McCarr. I didn't get another. I think I got Burakovsky was the only other Avs guy that I got. Jimmy, it's it's a good idea not to get a lot of players from the same team. I know you like no, the I homer. Know. No, I didn't though. But That's a good smart thing. When I, you I don't did, have. McCarr I feel like I had a successful McKinnon. draft, especially because I picked up a lot of the guys from the Islanders like Bavillier and okay. Eberle. Or everybody's on in Seattle now. I picked up Dunn too, who's on Seattle. So I, I'm interested. I've never played fantasy, fantasy hockey. Fantasy hockey before. and fantasy basketball are very similar in the way that you have to set a lineup every single day, and it's a pain in the ass. Well, that is, the good fo- thing is I work on a computer. So. That's true. Fantasy football, I check on every Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'm fucking set. Yeah. And, and then obviously I check on Thursday to see if any guys, my guys are injured or Sunday. But I'm not setting the same lineup every single day. It's a little annoying. This is going to be interesting. I'm probably going to lose interest unless I'm winning. But uh, – no, it's uh, exciting times. I'm excited that hockey's back because I missed hockey the most, I think. I know. And I and their uh, game is coming out soon. Yeah, Friday is the first home home Nuggets preseason game, too. The Avs season starts the, the 13th, I think. We'll the first in, game on ESPN yeah. is on the 12th. We'll which be is, at the game on the 16th, too. Which is very, very exciting. That I mean, I love that ESPN's a part of it now. Yeah. TNT also is, is streaming games. I think that's fantastic with Gretzky and having having all those great minds. I'm not even going to need streaming services because i'm gonna just have wall-to-wall sports because we're coming up on the part of the year where it's hockey college football nfl basketball all the above oh yeah. and college basketball like uh, well, freaking Mar- midnight man like i know a, a couple college basketball games before the tournament that are exciting I, it's 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 the first the first couple of weeks is all the as all the midnight madness craps and GCU also shout out GCU Midnight Madness, freaking ridiculous. Oh. Like it's 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 been insane so far already, but we're making the tournament again this year. But yeah, right now it's all hype for it. But I can't wait for college basketball to be in full swing as you, well. You know what we forgot to mention as well is that the World Series will be oh, taking shoot. place. Yeah, that, all that sport. The, yeah, that's oh, the that thing that we're sport. kicking the, the that episode sport. off okay. with. Yeah, uh, we're gonna make our MLB playoff predictions because I'm the, telling you right now my predictions. I've been asked the last last two seasons because we're we've been through. Two, two well, one, one World Series, two Super Bowls, two Stanley Cup championships, two NBA championships. Okay, okay. So we've only been one, but mine last year was so off. It was, yeah. It was, I, didn't my go predictions well. are so terrible. So don't take, have take more, mine with a grain of salt. We got, we have too much faith in San Diego because I'm pretty sure that's who we picked last year too, and 
that yeah. didn't end up working out. Um, but we have the wild card game set. First wild card game will take place Tuesday. Second one will win- be Wednesday. AL's Tuesday. So this might sound very stupid. I got a couple things. I'm gonna get this out of the way early in my outline. That if they go not the way that I'm expecting, I'm gonna sound very stupid just by the time this podcast airs. Oh, you um, have <laughs> you yeah. have one of one of the uh, one of your World Series teams. I'm riding. Yeah, I'm riding this this thing hard. Uh, we're starting with AR, AL wild card game predictions. Yankees at Red Sox. They're playing in Fenway Park. Winner plays Tampa Bay. Uh, so we're having an AL East party in the ALDS. But I'm I'm picking the Yankees. I have a lot riding on the Yankees, as you'll come to find out. I'm also a Yankee fan. Bronx, Italian ties, the Bambino, 27 World Series. I just had to say that because I mentioned I'm a Yankees fan. Uh, Yankees, Red Sox. I'm taking Yankees, too, because the Yankees are, uh, I want to say, better on paper. Built to win one game. Built, yeah, yeah, built to win one game. That's where I see it. Built to win one game. Their pitching staff, when you get to the bullpen, that's where you're like, oh, this is where it gets bad. Yeah, you better hope. Get, the second starter, it's iffy. I, I think Garrett Cole's probably the, the, the starter for the wild card game. You got to hope he goes nine innings mm-hmm. or at least eight <laughs> and then throw in uh, th- throw some just throw in somebody random and hope and pray and hope that they don't mess it up for you. Um, but I like the Yankees here. The Red Sox just don't do it for me. I think, I think they got hot at the right time, but they're not – they're not just one of those teams that I'm like pops on paper. The Yankees, I'm like, well, you know, they got this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Oh, they, they also got this guy, this yeah, guy, this they guy. They got the names, but Red, so- they- Red Sox got got a few names like Xander Bogarts and 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 the likes of uh, uh, the uh, the guy uh, who's oh Verdugo, who I like with number ninety nine. Martinez is still there too. Yeah, right? J- yeah. I think. He, wow. Yeah, I, I forgot he's still there too. Biggest yeah. bat in the MLB. Yeah, JD Martinez. I mean, I think that that the uh, the Red Sox are throwing out Chris Sale. Which uh, or I'm not entirely sure. Maybe it's Evaldi. I think it's Evaldi. I didn't see sale. which which Evaldi favors yep, Nathan Evaldi. Yeah, Evaldi favors more towards the Red Sox. Chris Sale. There's not a whole lot of left-handed bats outside of Rizzo for the Yankees, so that helps having the yeah, Red Sox with a right-handed pitcher. There's a couple things that I'm excited about for this Yankee team that kind of swayed me that I've seen over the past couple of weeks because I was down on the Yankees very heavily on that. On the baseball show that we did with our uh, former affiliate, I was down on the Yankees. I was like, you you can't rely on home runs. If you can't win simple baseball games, you're not going to win in October because you got to win baseball games simply in the playoffs. And they did that to actually get into the wild card game. They slapped the little infield single home and got the go-ahead run to score that way. Yeah, it wasn't a big 400-foot bomb. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, they're learning how to win small ball games. So I'm going to go with the Yankees against the Red Sox because I think the Red Sox just benefited from a lot of their division not but, catching stride until like week week three or four of the season. Yeah, the Red Sox 100% won then now now that we're both picked the Yankees. <laughs> I, have, I have money on the Yankees. And so far, I haven't figured out if that's a jinx. Or I hate, I hate betting. On, I hate betting on baseball. I really do. There's, well, there's that's supposedly the because you can't. There's no spread in baseball. It's straight up. No, no, there loser. is spreads. You can oh. do spreads, but it's 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 just stupid spreads. Like you, you literally don't know what the hell's gonna happen ever. All right, uh, NL wild card: the Cardinals versus the Dodgers. Honestly, this is like worst case scenario for both of us. Uh, yeah, this because is either <laughs> Nolan Nolan has more playoff success, like he wanted. And the Cardinals move on, or the Dodgers move on. But 
Hats off to the Giants because the Dodgers didn't win the, the NL West. First time since 2012. So thank God it only took nine years. Um, I'm going to ride the Dodgers here because I don't want no one to have success. I was going to say. <laughs> I really you don't. You have to decide if you want. The, the Dodgers, Dodgers already kick our ass every year. And look, I think the Dodgers are still the best team in baseball. Fully healthy, full, full. At their, at their best, they're the best team in baseball. I'm going to put it on a limb right now. The winner of the wild card game is going to go to the World Series. I'm going to say it now. I think Cardinals are – they they're almost – They had to win 17 games, yeah, 17 straight to get into the playoffs. They, they're, they're having a 2007 Rockies-esque type end of the year. So that makes me think that the winner of this will move on because I think the Giants are a little bit – a little too hot in themselves. And the Dodgers, when they want to play hard and they want to be the best, they'll be the best. And then the, the Cardinals, when you talk, can't talk about a red-hot team, man. I think either one of these teams are going to be World Series – World Series teams. I was going to say the winner of the NLDS on this side is going to go to the World Series, but I have the Cardinals winning the wild card game and playing San Francisco in the NLDS. I think I was I honestly wrote the car, the Dodgers down first, and I was like, well, the Cardinals are riding the hot hand. Yadier Molina is getting up there in his career. Honestly, he might play till he's fifty. He might be the Tom Brady. I think he did say that next year is his last year, so maybe they want to go out big for him next year. Maybe, um, but if that tells me one thing, depending on how this year goes, if they make a long run, they'll run it back with the same team. If they don't, they're going to find another big piece to try and send Yadier out on a win. But I have the Cardinals winning the wild card game. Uh, so you have the, have the Yankees, the Tampa Bay, and you, you're one of your yep. a, in your ALDS, and then you have the uh, Dodgers and Giants. I have the Cardinals and Giants. So that's where we'll be different. Uh, first get, first NL Division Series, I'm going to go with the one that was already set, and it's the Braves and Brewers. It's the NL East and the NL Central champion, best of five series. So only this, have, this to, is only have to win three games. For, yeah, this is pretty easy for me. I'm going with the Brew Crew because the Braves barely held on to the, to the playoff spot. Yeah. Like, like, legit, that division was the worst. I, I don't want to say in baseball, but I think they had the – they had – well, I think the – the NL East, they had a, they were still won the division by six and a half games. It was them and Philadelphia, but they're not, like their they, record is eighty eight seventy three. Yeah, they were last year coming or getting to getting to the NLCS. Uh, yes. Getting to NLCS. I don't see this Braves team, especially not having a Ozu or not is it no Acuna. Acuna Acuna, not having Ronald Acuna the whole season. I think if they had him, they might give it an edge. But this pitching staff for the Brewers is that good. Mm-hmm. I think they're probably going to throw out Corbin Burns, and then you have Josh Hader in the back end. That is that is a dream scenario. Every like having Hader in the back end every single game. And you always have the X factor of what if MVP Christian Yelich shows up for the playoffs? Because Christian Yelich has not played well so far this season. Well, he but, hasn't, and they, they, they've still absolutely murdered teams. Yeah, like, he, they're still he hasn't rolling. needed to play well. Uh, how I put my, I have the Brewers winning as well. I have them winning three games to two, so it goes the full five games. I, I'll say three to one. Three to one. Uh, is the Brewers the home home team or number one seed? Uh, I believe that they are. Or the higher the seed. game will be. Um, I can one second. I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm pretty sure it is. So that for that reason, I'm gonna go ends in four games because I'm pretty sure it goes two, two, one. Yeah, the Brewers are the home team. So I think they off. still win in Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta can pull take one away from Brewers. So I'll go three, one. 
All right, uh, other NLDS. I have the Giants, Cardinals. You have the Giants, Dodgers. Uh, you have the the Dodgers winning. Obviously. Yeah, I have the Dodgers winning. Yeah. Obviously, I think the Giants are still. They're they're young. They're raw. Chris Bryant is is the basically the only guy with a lot of experience outside of Buster Posey. But it's been ten years since he, they were. He he was in the, like I'm not I'm not saying ten years since the playoffs, but ten years since they were consistently in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. um, with with this Giants team, I think Yastrzemski is the dog. Gossman obviously coming from Colorado too is a very good very good pitcher. I just I don't I don't see the Dodgers losing to the Giants at all. Um, if it was the Cardinals, I probably would honestly lead to the Cardinals too, just because. The, the I trust Nolan and Goldschmidt more than I would uh, um, what the Giants are putting out there. Yeah, I, I'm kind of going – the last few times the Giants have made it into the playoffs, they've won the World Series. Like, it was a consistent thing. They would make the World Series every two years and win every two years. And also, it's an odd year, which also makes me think not that to is pick that, the Giants. Yeah, because the earlier the curse, <laughs> the Giants' curse was uh, every even year they were going to win the World Series. I don't know. I have – uh, the Giants were beating the Cardinals in my other NLDS in three games, so I have them sweeping them. Uh, if the, you have the Dodgers winning in, I, I, I'm gonna say because it's seven, isn't it? No, or no, it's five. five. I'll go. Yeah. I'll go like, I'll say five game series, three two Dodgers. Three, two Dodgers. I just, uh, I don't know. The Giants interest me. That's the only thing because they, they weren't supposed to be there, and the, normally the teams that aren't supposed to be there end up pulling something out. I cannot be the only one that remembers what the what the Dodgers pitching staff is. Bueller, Scherzer, Kershaw. Oh, it's gonna have to be like ugly. like. Oh, it's good. <laughs> if it's the Dodgers, it's gonna have to be ugly. I think the Cardinals are honestly probably gonna pitch five guys against the Dodgers because they don't have a starter that can really go toe to toe. Because it they could throw out Kershaw for the wild card game, or they could throw out Scherzer or Bueller. Yeah. Oh yeah, they, they or don't. or uh, the the other guy that that closed the World Series out for them. You're Urias, forgetting about him. The the worst the the thing I see with the Dodgers is, you have you're not gonna beat them in a five to seven game series. In my opinion, I think you can beat them in one. I think they get past a wild card. You can you, that then they're then. Obviously, they're, they're the one team that you look out for because the pitching staff is just ridiculous. Because you don't have to go to all three guys out of uh, in your starting rotation, or it, it get, the rotation gets cut down. Yeah. You can throw Kershaw in the bullpen or Orius in the bullpen and have them <laughs> relief for Scherzer. And then you have Kelly Jansen, who is inconsistent as hell. But shit, I, I, that's still scary sight to see. It's it's a scary like their pitching staff is set up for deep playoff runs. Their lineup isn't what it used to be, but it didn't really it didn't have far to fall from where it is. Uh, I have the next game, series up the American League Division Series, the Trashstros versus the White Sox. Um, I have the White Sox winning four games, three one. I don't I don't I don't have four games. I think it'll be a five game series, but I like the White Sox one hundred percent too. I am I am. I, I, I said this during the, the uh, Field of Dreams game. The White Sox are one of the most entertaining teams of baseball, and it, it's good for baseball if the Astros lose and because everybody wants them to lose. And Correa is a free agent. Altuve is a free agent. And there's a good chance not all of them come back. So, so the downfall of the Astros could unfold right in front of our eyes, and it will be at the hands of Tim Anderson. And I would love that. Yeah, the one good thing about the being an Astro is that you not you cheated. Everybody knows you cheated. Yet the Astros fans are still diehard, and now they're even trying to turn it around on people. Like everybody does it. 
Everybody uses video equipment to cheat. You didn't do it in a World Series. There's a little bit difference there, buddy. Trophy. But I have the White Sox mainly because I just want to see the Astros lose. I, I have it because I want to see the White Sox win. Well. Just because I, I love, like I said, I, I, I was a, I, I turned into a bandwagon White Sox fan after the Field of Dreams games because I love the energy they have. I don't know. Something about the White Sox, it's a little iffy. I, I want to see. Is it La Russa? It's probably La Russa. Probably, yeah. It's, 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 it's because they got a bunch of kids and an 80-year-old manager. Yeah, that, that's probably <laughs> That's it. There you go. <laughs> and the mob ties, like the Chicago mob was always fighting with the New York mob as a Yankee fan. I feel jaded picking the the White Sox, but uh, the other ALDS Yankees versus the Rays. I I have the Yankees winning a five game series. I have the Rays. I I took the Rays here because the Yankees, like I said, they're built to win one game. This team struggles for whatever reason against the Rays in postseason. The last two years, I picked them to beat the Rays in in the playoffs, and here we are again with the same matchup. And the Rays are. Pro- I'm gonna go with them because they bit me in the ass the last few years, and I I don't like it. But for whatever reason, the Rays figure out. Doesn't matter who they put up to play. Doesn't matter who they pitch out there. There's no egos, and they're like, you know what? Let's go play ball and see who 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 we got, and they're gonna play our best. The Yankees, on the other hand, have the biggest egos in baseball, and all of them are like, you know, what? we're better than this shit. We're better than you, and blah blah blah. And the Rays are that underdog story, so I'm riding with the Rays. And you can't tell me I'm lying here, even though you're a Yankees fan. The Dodgers and the Yankees are the teams with the biggest egos, and the Yankees with 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 outside of Anthony Rizzo, because Anthony Rizzo is a sweetheart basically but that whole team judge Garrett Cole especially Chapman yeah. bunch Gallo. of egos yeah Joey Gallo there's uh it's the other good thing about this Yankees team is that they're led by a whole bunch of goombas uh, Anthony Rizzo Joey Gallo um I'll take it Giancarlo John, I know he's that does not, not work he's <laughs> Giancarlo not, yeah. yeah um no I think the Yankees they've done I, I, honestly, it's going to come down to which manager is going to screw over their team because the Rays manager screwed him out of a World Series last year. Um, but he's also managed a team that's not as good on paper to the best team in that division, which is the best division in baseball for the past 100-plus years. They've been – they were the best team in the division the entire year. Normally, they're coming up from behind people. I want to see how they are. They're the favorite. They're the favorite against the Yankees. So, I don't – if they're going to prove it, they'll prove it to me this year. But I'm gonna stick with my guys. I, I have money now on the Yankees making it further than than just the ALDS. Um, next up, the a- my ALCS is the Yankees and White Sox. I think that's a marquee matchup if oh, I've yeah. ever seen. I one. mean, that's Chicago the yeah. Dreams game all over again. Yeah, it's. I think it would be great. And is get, there a way we can have the whole series in Iowa too? Just, I wouldn't just, be just opposed all to it, or games? you know, just have all seven games in Yankee Stadium because Yankee Stadium is the greatest stadium in baseball. Um, no, I think it, it's it, pinstripes for pinstripes. I think that's cool. Like I said, the mob ties and this year with the Field of Dreams game, if we got seven seven games, I think it would go seven games of Giancarlo Stanton, Tim Anderson, uh, Anthony Rizzo bombing home minutes. runs. Yeah, they're just bald, bombing home runs and seeing who can slug it out in the ALCS. Tell me you don't want to see that for seven games. No, I would not mind that. But my World Series matchup would be more fireworks. I'll get to that here in a moment. My uh, ALCS, ALCS, or yeah, ALCS. I have I have Rays versus White Sox. I'm gonna go White Sox here because I think the White Sox, like I said, I'm very very high on the pitching staff, especially well, probably the best bullpen in baseball behind Hendricks and Kimbrell back there. And you have guys like Keuchel, guys like um, oh, what's the big right hander? 
Oh, my God. I can't think of his name. This is how much I know baseball. But, yeah, the, the big right-hander for the White Sox, too, that, that, was, that played in the All-Star game, too. That's going to piss me off. Um, I'm, picking, I'm looking at oh, that. He's a thick boy, too. He was the guy that was in the – Bummer? No, it's, it's, it's the guy that, that pitched in the Field of Dreams game, too. Ryan Burr? No, he's it's from Highland Ranch. No, it's oh, I don't know. I I'm, that's that guy. Oh, uh, Giolito, Giolito. Yeah, Giolito. Six, Giolito. six two forty five. Giolito. Lucas Giolito. Yeah, Giolito. I, I no, I don't think it was Giolito that was pitching, but he, that's another good guy that was a pitcher for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I God, this is gonna bug the hell out of me. But like I said, I love this pitching staff for the for the for the White Sox and the fact the fact that that they have the power for that, I think overpowers the Rays in that matter. Uh, but this team I like way too much. I, I have the Yankees beating the White Sox in my ALCS. I think the Yankees finally make it back to the World Series. Um, if it I don't know if it's quite their year, but I think they at least get back to it. This is maybe if I get 28 championships out of this season, I'll I'll take it, but I, I'm not expecting it. NLCS, my mine is the Giants versus the Brewers. I have the Giants winning 4-2 in six games. Oh, Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn was the guy that started the. He's the thick boy that started the the. Uh, um, Field of Dreams game. Giolito was the guy that pitched the All Star game, um, and the other guy that I remember too was was uh, the Rodon. Rodon's also an animal. That guy's from the from the bullpen too. Is yeah. a fucking stud. No, the White Sox are set up. I think that they're a World Series talent talented team. I think that there's a couple other teams that could give them issues to before they get there. Um, but my World Series, uh, the Giants versus the Yankees, and I have. Uh, the Giants beating the Yankees four one. You obviously Yankees, had the Giants beating the Brewers too. Yeah, the Giants uh, beat the Brewers. For me, I had I had the Dodgers beating um, beating the Brewers too. But for me, with the Dodgers, Dodgers White Sox, I'm running the Dodgers again because, like I said, it pains the Dodgers go back to back. Yeah, it's painful to say it, but that's the best team in baseball by far and away. They are they ha- the amount of talent they have. Talk about guys like Corey Seager who doesn't even play because of Trey Turner. Talk about guys like Cody Bellinger who has had a terrible year. Max Muncie is having an incredible year. Gavin Lux is an absolute animal. They just have stud after stud after stud. And this bol- and this pitching staff is enough to beat anybody. Mm-hmm. Like legit, I I could see the Dodgers beating every like like rolling through a lot of these teams because of their pitching staff alone. And then you look at what their what what their lineup has in store. You have Trey Turner, who bats number one, first of all. You have Muncie, then next. You have Bellinger at three, and then you have four. You can put whoever the hell you want there. Like It's it's just one out to A.J. Pollock is a guy that, that people don't talk about enough, a guy that almost was an all-star this year because he has that much talent. The Dodgers just, just are too much, and I think Dodgers-White Sox would be a lot of fireworks. Yankees-White Sox would be fireworks in the ALCS, but Dodgers-White Sox would even probably be one of the most viewed – World Series matchups we could get outside of outside of maybe Dodgers Astros. Yeah, I think the, the Dodgers White Sox would be the most viewed. Maybe Dodgers Yankees, but I think behind Dodgers Astros that'd be the most viewed. Dodgers Astros would have the most fireworks in the crowd. Yeah, you would get <laughs> crowd a and million and, and a half brawls. But it'll be interesting. So you have the Dodgers as your World Series champion. I have the Giants, uh, both coming from the National League. It'll be. We'll talk a little bit more as I'm the telling you, Jimmy. It's closer. it's it's an odd year. It is an odd year. It's I an odd it. year. I get it. And if I don't we know why. Getting, I have we have, I have a good friend who uh, be, their 
couple that I went to college with that are moving back out here. We might have one of them on who's a big baseball guy. He's a huge Giants fan. And he likes to remind me all the time that he's seen three World Series championships. Plus, he's a Seahawks fan, so he's also seen the Super Bowl. Um, he's had a very – if he comes very on, lucky, I'm sure he'll, yeah. be, he'll be talking about that plenty. Let's talk about some college football because this weekend was wild. Uh, by the way, the bench warmers screwed me out of my bet because I put it out there. I, I had a it, – it looked good to me. Uh, I will say that's Arkansas plus 17 and a oh half. I was God. like, oh, come on. This, like, I get it. I get. I don't think that they're going to win, but they're this, good this, enough to keep it bet- below 20 This is a two-man race. This is a two-man race. Yeah. This, the, it, it, it's, it two, it's two-man race at 50 feet of crap and everybody else. I I could argue and say Georgia is the best team in, fo- in college football because what they've dominated teams. Alabama has won a lot of football games by a lot of points, but Georgia has just came out and straight up slapped people around. Like they said, okay, you're ranked. Fuck, you're not going to be ranked anymore. And, and this top four, you have two Big Ten schools and two SEC schools. If you're Cincinnati, you're licking your chops. This is your year. You're going to get in. All you have to do is win all, all the rest of your games you're in. Because right now, Penn, they're only whoever Penn State and Iowa, I think they play this weekend or maybe it's next weekend. They do weekend. play this weekend. The, winner of that, the loser of that will drop. Cincinnati will, will bump up to there. And then you know Alabama and Georgia will play in the SEC championship. At minimum. Well, so then you jump up. You could be looking at a possible three seed playing playing against a two seed, maybe against an Iowa team, which yeah. would be a very interesting, which would be which would be exactly what I wanted. And the fact that we get different football teams in the final four, but it's time to see if Fickle is, is the man in Cincinnati and Cincinnati's all that because I, I they, they dominated Notre Dame, but it's fucking Notre Dame. They do, they've played some pretty good teams and I think you can look back at their performance last year against Georgia. Honestly, it's funny to me that the SEC schools are probably going to like it's a better win this season to beat Texas A&M or Arkansas than it is to beat Florida cuz Florida fucking sucks. That was horrendous. What the hell? Losing to Kentucky, that was They oh haven't lost gosh. to Kentucky in Kentucky since I think 1990. This ain't college basketball, like like shit. Kentucky is not a football school, first of all, and and you and lose you don't thing. even have the excuse that your quarterback Emory Jones was playing. He was playing the guy who does the back black backflip cartwheel thing before every game. The SEC, I will say that this year it's probably as good as it ever has ever been. Because of the and, top two, <laughs> and I well, I think Arkansas is better than a lot of the middle of the road team after seeing well, what they did against Georgia. But that's it's Georgia. That's it's Georgia. Georgia's yeah, that good, I yeah. think if if Arkansas played in the Big Ten this year, they'd be up towards the top of the conference. Like the SEC this year stacks up against everybody else very well. Big Ten is interesting because you got Michigan, Penn State, Iowa, and Michigan State are all undefeated. Michigan has entered the chat for possible top four. Yeah. Because you think about Michigan, if they're able to, at the end of the year, get the monkey off of their back, beat Ohio State, and then win the Big Ten championship, they're in the Final Four, guaranteed. I'm no, saying are, guaranteed. I think the I think Big Ten champion, if it's undefeated and uh, most likely will be undefeated, Big Ten champion will get an automatic bid this year. Is Michigan's on the same side as Ohio State, obviously, and Iowa and Penn State are on the other, or Iowa's on the other side? I think Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State are all on the same side, but Penn State and Iowa will play each other, and Michigan will play Penn State and Michigan State. Still. Okay. So, so Yeah, so that no, obviously won't have all of them still I think the, the one most likely to remain undefeated, and that's if they win this weekend in a gigantic game. Biggest game in Big Ten in the Big Ten since uh, that Saquon Barkley versus Ohio State game, um, I think back in 2019. 2019, yeah. But that, 
that would be some – that's the biggest game, but I think Iowa has the best chance to be the undefeated guy coming out of the Big Ten. Michigan, I will give Michigan this credit. I don't think that they've played great teams. They are undefeated, and this is the first time they've been undefeated, haven't trailed in one of their first four games in 30 years. And they probably have their biggest test this weekend. They really haven't. T- they really haven't seen anybody. Mm-hmm. And this year, this week, they're facing Nebraska too. And I'm pretty sure it's in Nebraska too, which which adds another factor to it. And I, I think Michigan obviously will win. But this is this is where we see who they are because can Harbaugh finally get the monkey off his back? That's the big question here because if you look at look at the look at the top ten, especially Michigan, you ha- there's a path to get to the final four. You just know what you have to do. It's you just got to win games. You just got to beat the teams that you've never been able to beat since Harbaugh stepped in the building. Like, you just got to be able to figure out how to do that, and then you are locked into the Final Four. It's that simple. It's not like, oh, we're, we're well, we need this team to lose and this team to lose. You beat every single team on, on your schedule, then you will be in the Final Four. Yeah. And I, Iowa and Penn State, I, I, I've seen a lot from Iowa, and I think – I mean, that Colorado State game is an outlier. But I still think outside of uh, Georgia probably has the best defense. But Iowa is secondhand best defense in college football. And the top four, I don't think Oklahoma. Oklahoma is going to shoot themselves in the foot at some point. Oklahoma is the only team that's been winning and consistently moving down in the rankings. They've dropped three. They've they, won their last three games and dropped three spots in the last they, three they, weeks. They've looked worse and worse every single week. Mm. Like there's a, a honestly, the Buck is going to get they're going to get run into something at some point. It's going to be a, a brood awakening. There's probably a better shot. There's a, more of a path for Michigan State to make it to, into the Final Four than there is for Oklahoma, because Michigan State has looked good and they've they've beaten some pretty good teams. For whatever reason, Mel Tucker got that team to have an attitude. Like Michigan State is the meanest team. Because yeah, that motherfucker should have been in the CU head coach. But he he is the mean. They are the meanest team that I've seen all year in the entire country. The Michigan State Spartans come out and they legitimately look like they just want to punch you in the mouth. Like the old old school James Harrison stare down across the field. That's their entire team and they've done it so far. Uh, I think Rocky Lombardi is still their quarterback. But that is. He's been there for like five years. Well, yeah, and I just love the fact that his name is Rocky Lombardi. I'm like, yes. That, that's a very football name. That is the most football name you can think of. Yeah, that's about as uh, Italian as it would get, as well. When, when um, you look at when you look at teams teams like Oklahoma, Ohio State, honestly, they could sneak in too. Still, I think I think they went out especially and win the Big Ten. Then then they could get in as they well. They still got to play a lot of these ranked teams. Also, yeah, they they have a lot. Of, they have a big tougher schedule they still have Penn State in their schedule I'm pretty sure obviously Michigan as well so I think they would pull off those wins they can still get into the final four they got to go uh they go Penn State on October 30th and then they go Michigan State Michigan back to back yeah so that's three weeks where you find out you win all those three in the Big Ten Championship if they they win if they beat Michigan State because they they would do Michigan State at home they got to go to the big house if they win those two games to make it into the Big Ten Championship I'm putting as much money as I have in my my bookie account on Ohio State to win the national championship because you've been playing do or die football since uh, you and and at that point I I assume Michigan State is going to be undefeated or have one loss. Michigan is going to be undefeated or have one loss. You're going to have to play very good teams that are seasoned. I'm I'm like, that's... No, I'm not putting them above Georgia or Alabama. I would still... It it would be reminiscent of the Zeke year, of the Zeke Elliott year. Yeah, but... uh, Ohio, Ohio State would end up... Look, 
Ohio State wins the Big Ten and wins out, I think they'd be number four. You want to know why? Because I think Cincinnati wins out, they'll be number three. No, that's true. And then you have Alabama, Ohio State. And guess is what Ohio happened the State, last time? Is Ohio State that much better? No, but guess what happened the last time they met in the semifinals as a one versus four? <laughs> They're not that much better. And the Georgia, Cincinnati, I think, would be an absolute murdering. I think Georgia whooped them by 50. I think that could be an they, absolute bloodbath. They didn't, they didn't do that last year. Eckler just scored a touchdown, by the way. Shout out, Western. Had a tough loss. They took mines to overtime, by the way. It oh, uh, ended up being a good game. No, I think uh, let's talk about the top ten rankings, and then we'll get into some NFL recap before we talk about my bookie. But you have uh, Alabama, Georgia, one, two, Iowa, Penn State, three, four, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, five, six, Ohio State, Oregon, drop down to eight, uh, Ohio State, seven, Michigan at nine, five and zero, oh, and then BYU is tenth, and then you got Michigan State, Oklahoma State, and Arkansas as the first three teams out at eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Oregon, you had your chance. You, you had, did it. You, you blew it. You had your chance. You blew it way earlier than I thought you were going to. I thought year. we at least get to the, at least the Pac-12 championship, and you'd lose. No, it's normally like Shit. November fifteenth. They play Arizona State in a random November or UC, evening, or USC or game or something, or UCLA game. No, or it ended up being Stanford in October. Or, that's right. Yeah, remember, that's yeah, all. It, all it needed to be now. Um, you had your chance, Oregon. You, Mario Cristobal, I think. I don't think he's going anywhere because I think they love Mario Cristobal in Eugene. You got to start looking at, at the head coach and being like, this team, you had Justin Herbert. We're seeing what Justin Herbert is doing in the NFL. They really, and he had a very – he had a damn talented team around him, offensively and defensively. I would say defensively, yes. I don't know about offensively. The, the Oregon team, Justin Herbert, was the offense. He made everyone else around him better. I would not say that they were talented as they obviously had a good old line with Sewell, but I would not say that this that their weapons that they were, were top shelf. They were as good as that Washington team who came out of the Pac-12 and made it into the Final Four. Well, yeah, the I don't Washington think that they're going to a whole lot outside of Jacob Browning. And, no, but they were one of the top four teams in the country. They beat good, everybody yeah. else throughout the season that they needed to, and were undefeated. Won a Power Five conference championship. Oregon, like I think you said it. We were talking a little bit before we started. We turned on the recorder. Cincinnati benefited the most from this weekend. Oh, the, they they have they're they're going to be locked in the final four. You went out, you're locked in. That's one hundred percent. Because right now, the, the, what the committee is going to have to decide on is keeping two SEC schools. Because I guarantee you, Alabama, one of those two will be there. I guarantee you, one Big Ten school will be there. Cincinnati then will be a lock, and then you gotta look at well, do they keep Georgia or maybe do they sneak Oklahoma in there? Oklahoma would if I I think whoever wins the Big Twelve is gonna most likely be undefeated, and if Oklahoma is undefeated in the Big Twelve champion, they would go in with Cincinnati before a so, one loss yeah. SEC. I, I I would say that if Alabama loses and Georgia wins the SEC championship, they'd keep Alabama in there. If Georgia loses for- over a Oklahoma, that's a Big Twelve champion. Yeah, like because of how bad they've looked. There's a reason why they keep dropping. It's 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 not I know, just. But, but you say like the committee says that conference championships, especially Power Five conference championships. Yeah, they say everything. that, but every single year, here we go again. That doesn't mean shit. Well, no, because the it was it's normally undefeated or conference champion first, and then it goes one loss conference champion or one loss SEC runner up. One loss conference champion and one loss SEC school is pretty much equal. In the committee's eyes. But I think that you're running into too much. 
if you leave Oklahoma, who goes undefeated and wins the conference for the sixth year in a row, out for a one-loss Alabama team who lost in the SEC championship, I get that it's probably talent-wise what talent. you should be doing. But if you do that, you ruin the integrity of oh, no, I, you ruin every single argument that you've had as to why UCF was close or Cincinnati should have been in the top four because you're basically just being like, uh, we just have to pick the best school. I was like, well, if you pick the best school, you wouldn't always go with. The same, the same school. The I same agree. Teams. I'm not lying. I agree. I, I, I've said it before. I don't like two teams in the in the same conference in the final four. But there is no matter of fact that this two best. There's two teams in college football that are the best teams in football. Alabama would kick the shit out of Oklahoma. It would not even be close. It would be a thirty. It'd be a twenty point spread on my bookie. Shout out my bookie. And 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 Georgia would do the exact same thing. Yes. It wouldn't be close. It's it, and here we are. I think it's ridiculous that you'd have two SEC schools in there, but I am one thousand percent taking Alabama because I know that Alabama would have a better chance at beating somebody than Oklahoma would have. Because Spencer, because look, they don't know what they're gonna do at quarterback, and you're losing in your. You're trailing games that you should be winning by 30 points. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma would get their shit wrecked oh, their by every Big Ten school yeah. and ever and the top SEC schools. Yeah, they don't have the one. They don't have the weapon that they used to have with Baker, with Jalen Hurts, with Kyler, where you can score 50 points and let the other team score 45 and still come out with wins. That's not how this Oklahoma team operates, and it, it'll be. This is going to be the year, I think, that finally breaks the committee. And it finally breaks everybody, and we'll start moving. It's not going to be next year. They Probably all, won't be they, two years from they, now. They already, like, they already said that they're, they, they had a meeting. I, I don't know who tweeted out. I think it was some college football analyst. I saw that they're having a meeting, and it wasn't even there wasn't a conversation about extending the playoff. So we are a good five years away from that. So yeah. I've, I've given up on that. I well, would I love think, to have this, that. This I think it's the best be thing the, for college football, but that's not happening for a while. This year is going to start the crucible of the idea that five years from now we'll have a plan in place to have an 18 playoff, and we're all going to be so excited and over the moon when, in fact, we should all just be watching FCS, the Division Two, Division Three playoffs because, honestly, a 16-team playoff would work in Division One football, and you wouldn't well. have the same teams winning it every single season. You'd have teams winning it a lot, but you wouldn't have the same team winning it over and, and you'd over. You'd have different matchups that you'd never, ever see. And all it takes is one game. One game, one team ends up winning a game that they shouldn't. Like UCF a couple of years ago, I think, could have been that group of five team that we were all shocked by. If Mackenzie Milton doesn't get hurt, uh, but that still, was that was. I the, still think they'd be – it would have been a great story, but they still lose to Alabama. It's going to be, you know, interesting to see how the rest of the of the season goes. Um, but I'm excited. College football has been wild this year, so I'm just excited to see who ends up beating who again and who's good again because Kentucky is apparently good again. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, I Kentucky did not, did not expect that. Uh, let's talk about some NFL. Uh, we're just going to recap pretty much our games and then uh, the big Sunday night game. Um, but but Bengals. Now I didn't. You're, the Jaguars are ass. I'm they gonna are. tell you that right they now. They should have. You the should Bengals should have lost. Game. Yeah, the, the Jaguars should have dominated. The Bengals should have lost. Um, I'm not gonna apologize for being three and one. I think that we're a fairly impressive three and one because we beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Like I said, haven't done that since 2012, and we came back from 14 point deficit in prime time. And everybody knows that if you're a Bengal fan, prime time sucks. 
Oh my god, it's terrible. You're, I hate it. You're blessed that they I gave hate you, it. They're blessed. You're blessed that gave you the Jaguars in primetime, oh. not an actual team. La- I I remember watching the last primetime game before that was a Monday Night Football game in Pittsburgh, and I swear Andy Dalton got sacked eight times, and a couple times he got sacked from behind and forward into his right tackle. So his left tackle got his ass beat by T.J. Watt, and got nailed in the back, and got sacked into his other lineman. So I'm gonna I'm not. I'm not uh, apologizing for the record. I'm going to happily say I think this Bengals team is frisky. They've earned the ability to be frisky with anybody and have at least a portion of the game where they could end up making something yeah, out of it. Yeah, the real frisky person out there was Earl Meyer who hit the downtown bars in Jacksonville later that Saturday night and got filmed for it, Woo. for fuck's sake. But, look, you, the Jaguars team, I, I said it when the Broncos played them, this team is ass. That team is terrible. They have no they have no talent on defense. They have zero talent on defense. It's, it's not even like a fact, oh, they have this guy. They don't. They don't have one guy, not one dude over I, there. I'm, I, they, they got dudes on offense. Yeah. They do got dudes on offense. I, they don't got shit on defense. I'm pissed at Trevor Lawrence, by the way, because he missed. Uh, I I had 75 bucks on the line and I missed it by 48 yards. He decided to run for 60 yards instead of throwing for 250, and I was, I hit it with Joe Burrow. All I needed was for him to throw for 250, and I would have hit a 25 dollar bet would have won 75. Honestly, I know you're happy about this one. You should have beat this team by 20 points. This Jaguars team. It, We'll talk about the Jets later on. But but this Jaguars team is just that bad, in my opinion. They got no fucking talent on defense. And you do not win football games when your best fucking player on defense side of football is a guy who who, who came off the street. Like, shit, this, this team is that bad on the defense side of football. And the Bengals, with as much talent, yes, they didn't have T. Higgins, um, but – this, as much talent as they have on the offensive side of the football, they should have put up a lot more points, and they should not have been down 14-0. I'm, Putting up a goose egg in the first half? I'm is that defense? I'm content with this because they were able to turn it around in the middle of the game, which is something that they have not shown the ability to do for four to five years. Normally, when they're down 14 at halftime, I get to just turn something else on because it's not going to get any better. Normally, they're up by 14, and I, I have to turn it off because I know at some point they're going to give up that 14-point lead. I'm going to be content with the win in primetime, the fact that they came back. It was all from that goal line stand. Shout out Logan Wilson, former Wyoming Cowboy. We'll claim him because Wyoming doesn't have a professional team, so we end up claiming a lot of Wyoming guys. Uh, but he had that goal line stand, stopped Trevor Lawrence on the inch line, and from there on, the offense looked very good in the second half. I think the coaching, like I've said for the past three weeks, four weeks, sucks. Zach Taylor... Is not good. That's why the Bengals are only frisky, and they're not good. They're a talented enough team that they should be good, but their coach puts them in terrible situations, sometimes decides to go for it on his own 32 with three minutes left in the game. I don't, I don't know. I just got to be happy when they win, and I'm not going to apologize. If anybody wants me, out there wants me to apologize, I'm not going to apologize, and I'm going to take credit for the start because I think it's all – when they realized I didn't know how to spell their name, they needed to put their name yeah, more in the headlines. There's one reason why you're doing this good, and that's because it's Joe Burrow. You don't have Joe Burrow. This team is nothing right now. That's a fact of the matter. It is. This defense is, is not is not getting rest because Joe Burrow is leading drives down the field. This, the, the T. Higgins, Jamar Chase aren't doing shit without Joe Burrow. This Joe Burrow runs uh, – Bengals solely rely on number nine, and that's how it should be. He makes their offensive line look a lot better than they are too. Same, th- same thing that Mac Jones did last night for the Patriots. Um, but before we talk about that game, let's talk about the Ravens and the Broncos because it was uh, 
You went again. You were at the game, right? Uh, yep. Did you see the play where Teddy might have got a concussion? No. I, I saw – obviously, I watched the play. Yeah. I didn't see him. I saw – it was, was a third down. Nothing stood out? No. I, I, I went to go get a beer at halftime, and I fucking come out, and Drew Locks has, has the ball. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I'm, I'm asking around. I was like, hey, why, why is Drew Locking? Because like, when you're at the game, it's not like you have an announcer or somebody. Unless that, that, you're one of the old people who wears the old school headphones. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, I'm not one of those people. And, yeah. and unless you have that, you don't know what's going on. All of us were like, why the fuck is Drew in? Halfway through the first drive, or not even halfway, two plays after the first drive, the big screen shows Terry Bridgewater out with the concussion. And look, I, I – I, the the collective just ugh, after Drew Locke came in was hilarious because we all were like, well, chalk this one up. And we I watched the exact same offense I watched for 16 games last year. The exact same offense where you where you should have fuck you ran the ball excellently in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then you, you only run the ball six times in the second half. Sherman's a fucking dumbass. I get it, you gotta you gotta come back, but you have 24 minutes in the second half. You're all, you were down by 10 at halftime, and all you had to do was you, you got a three and out to start the second half, and all you had to do was pound the rock like you were with Javante, with Melvin Gordon, and then go from there. And I may be able to be overcritical because we're still three and one. And, and three and one, yes, it's been against three bad teams, but right now this defense, look, J- Lamar Jackson is fucking all that in the back of chips. The Ravens are a good team. They're they're a very very good team for a reason. Second and, best team in the NFC North. And and, and I I don't know I would, I would argue and say Cleveland still, but this Ravens team is no doubt absolutely fantastic and Lamar is an absolute stud. But what I've realized is this fucking Ravens organization is the Raiders of your division. The Bengals are the Chargers of of your division, where you know, they're they're halfway relevant, half sometimes, but they lose stupid shit. The Ravens are the thugs of the other division. Of oh, we gotta get this fucking record, so let's run it six yards. Bullshit. Let's talk about that for a second. Instead of kneeling, you know, taking the knee, we gotta hold a record. We gotta get the record for having a hundred yards and rushing yards in a game for X amount of games in a row. How bushly is that? I get it. That oh. We Lamar needs to break this record. That's Bush League as I've ever seen it. And John Harbaugh, or is it Jim? Whatever Harbaugh John, it is. John is in Baltimore. Jim is in Michigan. Fangio straight up said that's bullshit. And, and his his comment back, well, why are you throwing to the end zone at the end of the game? You, there's a fucking pride part. Do you want us to take a knee? There's a difference between take a knee and, and fucking – if you have the ball at the end of the game, it's not like you don't fucking try. You don't fucking – you still try to put points on the board. Like you, if you're if you're losing, you do not get down and put a knee on the ground. You want us to fucking knee, to, to to not try for the end zone at the end of the game? It's bush league. It's absolutely bush league. And and, and to think that oh we gotta get there's a reason why the Ravens haven't won shit outside of at Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. It's because you know what they're a good team, but they're fucking not disciplined enough because they worry about records and they worry they worry about oh this guy's got to get this record, he's got to get his. I'm I'm glad that you didn't compare the Bengals to the Raiders. Um, oh, because the Bengals, like Raiders I said, the Chargers are, are irrelevant. And if I was in your division, no offense, the Bengals are irrelevant. Well, no, because the Bengals do compare to the Raiders in the fact that felons, like it's almost as if Paul Brown goes out to prisons and, and during the off season and recruits the red jump, jumpsuits because he gets confused. 
Uh, but the Ravens are actually probably the most dishonest organization built out of leaving in the middle of the night from Baltimore when the Colts did that initially to Indianapolis. Then we got the Ravens covered up a murder. Ray, Le- Ray Lewis killed a guy, uh, allegedly, allegedly, but, but it happened. Um, it's interesting. But I think the bigger thing for you the Ravens look twice as fast as the Broncos did. Their Ravens offense looked twice as fast as the Broncos defense. And I thought the Broncos defense was at least going to be f- able to keep up with them. The Chiefs offense is 10 times as fast as the Ravens offense. There, there was there was no pass rush at all. But we, there, Vaughn had another sack, and, but but there was no rush at all. We were, The defense was too hesitant on – Making Lamar beat you with his arm. Well, he, he did. did. He yeah. did. Three, well, he did. 300 plus yards. He did. <laughs> he beat the beat the shit out of you from the pocket. <laughs> he did. Only had to throw it like 22 times. So, and 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 that's where you're at. Like it's that's what the matter of fact is. The Broncos, you try to make Lamar one dimensional, and ladies and gentlemen, Lamar Jackson's not a running back. He's a quarterback, and he's that good. So I I I like I said, I think there's positives. I think I think. The first half, you wash the second half out of your mind. You don't even think about it. Think about this. You start a rookie. You have three – your interior 3D – oh, sorry. Your whole – from the left guard all the way to the right tackle, all are under three years' experience. Gla- Glasgow's injured. Reisner's injured. You have – you had Miners, who's a rookie. Cushenberry's second year. Um, Moody, who's second year. Massey, who's second or third year. All starting against fucking Calais Campbell and Justin Houston. Teddy Bridgewater didn't have time at all to throw the ball. And what I what pissed me off more than anything was the fact they got away from the running game. I look, I, I obviously I, I wanted us to win, but I didn't expect to win. I came into that game like, you know what, we this is our first test. Let's see how we did it. And then when I saw number three walk into the game, I knew as sure as hell we weren't gonna win. <laughs> uh, it was they didn't make as much of a statement as I th- wanted them to. I, th- I said last week that I, th- I think they were going to win if they responded the right way. I think they could have won. But the way that they ended up losing – and by the way, this is the first time in the podcast history that my team didn't cost us a victory Monday. We, we, the uh, Bengals took care of business. This is the first time that the Broncos lost and the Bengals won and we didn't get a victory Monday. That's not going to rub it in. Play Jacksonville. That's what happens. I, well – you played Jacksonville, and we lost that week. So now, now we get my 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 how the turntables. Um, last game before we get into our our talk about my bookie and get into our ad, the Sunday night football game, return of Tom Brady ended up actually kind of affecting him a lot more than I thought it would. He wanted to win that yeah, game so bad that he played like absolute crap. Yeah, what, what the fuck? I, I took my six and a half. I was pissed off. I was yeah. like, oh, there's no way in hell that Tom Brady doesn't fucking destroy this team. I was like, shit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hammer the hell out of this. Chris Collinsworth is an idiot, and I don't like to listen to Chris Collinsworth yeah, a for, lot. Also former Cincinnati Bengal. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, you're shitting on your own kind there. Well, you're welcome for that. As a, well, here's a guy, <laughs> as an announcer, he just annoys the shit out of me. Um but he made a good point. All of the former Patriots coaches normally have some pretty good success against Brady. Ryan Flores knows how to shut Brady down to where he's not the one dominating you. And Steven Belichick, I don't know what he's doing with his tongue when when he's calling <laughs> plays. Hilarious. It's dumb. I don't maybe he doesn't understand it, but he he put together a really good game plan. The weather also played into it a lot. Oh yeah. Cuz the they, Patriots may win that game if the weather was normal. 
on it, or well, the, the, fi- the field may, goal, the, yeah, or the, the Bucks may destroy them if the weather because the they Cameron Bray dropped a couple passes, Antonio Clown right. dropped a couple pla- passes. Um, it was bad all around, but I think the one solid thing that you could say the Bucks front seven on both sides of the ball, their offensive line is the nastiest offensive line in the league. Their defensive line, I'm going to say it again. Vita Vea is the size of your fridge. Yeah, Vita Vea is. What he did to two grown men that are both over 300 pounds yesterday should be illegal and and is probably going to be constituted as it, it would be if it was just out on the street. I'll talk a little bit more about it because that's my part of my bench warmer of the week. But they got they can rely on their front seven on both sides of the ball to win them games. What people realized with this game, it was like, okay, who did you hate more? Was it the Patriots or was it Tom Brady? And to me, it was it was the Patriots. It was the Patriots. Because, look, as much as I, I don't like Tom Brady and blah, 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 I don't mind him winning championships in Tampa Bay. I don't. Because Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers organization, doesn't really have a lot to cheer for. They, I just they, want him to play in Cincinnati so that we could start winning some championships. <laughs> I don't know. Anywhere he goes wins championships. Yeah, but – Maybe look, he should be at Broncos so we can win a Stanley Cup, too. The, 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 the Patriots, for that matter, look, they cannot be more happy than the outcome of this game. You got to honor the greatest player your organization has ever seen. You got, And you're all at the same time, his replacement, ball the fuck out. Oh, yeah. And McCorkle Jones. <laughs> My name's Mac Jones. The first couple weeks, I don't know – they were trying to let him do, make him do way too much, and and then they realized, wait, let's just run the Alabama type offense and just get give make, let him let the other players around him make plays, do the smart thing, let him let the players around him make plays, and that's why they're in that football game and winning it at, at points in that game. And Patriots fans, like I said, don't. <laughs> it was a, it was a good reception. I just want to say, first of all, all people that gave me shit for booing Melo, y'all, where are y'all at with this Tom Brady during the game? Because I remember cheering Melo at one point too before the game, and he got the video montage when he first came back. We all cheered him then, and then booed him ever since. Y'all are okay with Brady getting booed? I'm gonna go back on this bullshit because it pissed me off so much. But y'all good with with Patriots fans losing their mind? He won you six Super Bowls. Fuck. Get over it, right? Get over it, right? He tied you guys. Well, yeah, that's true. He tied you guys for the league. It's funny when it's Tom Brady and the Patriots, but it's it's bullshit when the Nuggets and and fucking Melo game, right? All it has to to come down to, Brady has to come and finish his career in Denver. No, that's never going to happen. No, he's never wearing that uniform. It would be beautiful for him, though. It's going to be a different number 12, guaranteed. Possible. It's gonna be a different number twelve because uh, I'm st- I'm looking at that now. If Teddy Bridgewater is out for an extended amount of time, give me number twelve. Give me Aaron Rodgers. I don't give a fuck how. But just make it happen. Because Bradley Chubb at this point is dead rocks to me because the dude cannot stay healthy, uh, and I'm keeping Von Miller. All right, let's uh, get into bench warmer of the week. I'm gonna just I'll go out there. Michael Wenwu and Isaiah Wynn. Those are the two offensive linemen I was talking about with Vita Vea. The Bucks ran a twist, and Vita Vea went to the outside drug a Wenwu from his guard position, threw him into Isaiah Wynn, and Isaiah Wynn had about as much time getting leveled by his own lineman and seeing his guy twist back inside and hit Mac Jones. It was the hardest sack I think I've seen for three years, ever since I started instituting the rule where if you land on the quarterback, it's a penalty. Mac Jones got whacked. It was not good. It was one of – Joe Tryon Shoinka 
is yeah, the that, guy who made the sack. That's the guy that was from uh, 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 that was their first round pick. I'm pretty sure he he's pretty good. He's, he's, he's a looked damn good. That and that was the nastiest twist. When they talk about the best front four. Domkinsu, Vita Vea, Shaq Barra, and this motherfucker too now. It was not good. Jesus I've been in that situation where Isaiah Wynn was in, and you just got to look out. Just, yeah, it's Doug! Just, it's just, it just doesn't end well. Protect yourself, Mac. My my bench warmer is pretty easy. What the hell, Tennessee? Like, what what the hell are we doing? What, look, I don't know what made you think that, that this Jets team is decent, but obviously the Tennessee Titans made them look like a fucking all-star team because this James Jets team that didn't even put up a fucking point, you come into Tennessee and do this shit, oh, my God, that is terrible. That is – I would be ashamed. I'd be damn ashamed. It is that bad because I think this Jets team is that bad. And t- Titans fan, first of all, just because Arthur Smith isn't there, you decide, well, let's only use Derrick Henry in the second half. Let's just let's not use him in the first half. Fuck this. You know, we don't have AJ Brown, we don't have Julio Jones, so let's let's have Ryan Tannehill air it out still. I'm sorry. Derek Henry fucking won you a football game in Seattle a few weeks back on his back, and you're like, well, you know what? This just jets these Jets corners aren't that great, but without AJ Brown or Julio, let's just let Tannehill th- air it out. No. Absolutely not. Why would you even consider not giving the ball to Derrick Henry 50 times against the Jets? Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon had 80 yards apiece last week. And Derrick Henry had a a decent game at the end, but it was a little too late. You get an overtime, they were coming back, they got the fucking overtime, and, and, oh, it's just just stupid, stupid. Stupidocrity. That's a new word. Stupidocrity. Stu- Stupidity. And just, 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 just all out blasphemous that the Jets won a football game, let alone against the Tennessee Titans. I didn't expect it to come in September. I thought that they would win their first game. Like I thought they'd go on seventeen. Nah, it's it's too on the nose to do it in the first season. You can't tank. It's too on the nose to tank in the first year of of seventeen games. That was wild. Um, not something I expected. And right after I gave Tennessee Titans Nation a, a handful of shit for how they treated Taylor Lewan, they did not, not look good. They didn't earn my protection. Is there anything better than sweating out a win in the fourth quarter and coming away with cash in your pocket? At my bookie, there is. Make your first deposit and receive double your money before ever placing a bet with my bookie. That's a dollar for dollar match on whatever you throw down up to a thousand bucks. Use that extra scratch to get in on all the biggest games of the week, especially this Sunday night football matchup, which may be the game of the year in the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs. Two of the most explosive offense. You got Josh Allen. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got Tyreek Hill. Stephon Diggs. All going toe-to-toe. You know it's, it's, the over is going to be absolutely fantastic. These defenses are are not good. Are just not good. And these offenses are going to put up points like no other. And is if and if you needed any other reason to head to my bookie, celebrate the start of the MLB playoffs. We talked about it. Man, my bookie is hosting a twenty thousand dollar blackjack tournament. I was playing blackjack. I was watching the Monday Night Football game. It's fantastic. It's absolutely free to enter. Just go to mybookie.eg. Winning season is here, so get in on the game and get to mybookie.ag now. Use promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, all caps, to get double your deposit bonus. That's promo code BENCH, as you can double your funds to double your winnings. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie. Hey, what's up, D2 football fans? This is Jimmy Pilato. I am the D2football.com RMAC 
Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference columnist. And I wanted to uh, get on here today and let everybody know that coming up here soon, very soon, we will be releasing our first episode this Friday. That is going to be September... And now I'm going to have to pull it up here. But it is going to be released this Friday, September 10th. And it will be a weekly 30-minute podcast where I talk about the biggest game of the weekend from the RMAC in last week and then look forward to the upcoming biggest game of the week and talk about the players and different things going around in the Division II world of the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. Super excited to be writing for D2Football.com. And this podcast will be available on all your favorite podcasting platforms as well as over there on the actual website. D2Football.com is that website. Be sure to check out my columns that I've been writing and be sure to check out Top of the Mountain Podcast with myself, Jimmy Pilato, every Friday on the D2Football.com website. Welcome back, Bench Warmers, to episode 60 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pilato and Nico Bryant. You just heard from our partners, our sponsors, mybookie.ag. Use promo code BENCH and you'll double your first deposit. Uh, when we talk about our pick and the games coming up this weekend for the NFL and we're going to have what's in my book and ride the slope coming up, we're going to use all of our odds from our great sponsor over at mybookie. Be sure, mybookie.ag, when you sign up, use promo code BENCH on your first deposit to double your money. All right. Most dominant team of the week. We talked about the bench warmers of the week. Um, now we get to switch over to the other side. Most dominant team of the week. Uh, I'm going Cincinnati. I think the Bearcats really. Because they wor- wor- worked Notre Dame. They yeah. worked them. The way they won and the way that they won, it showed me good signs for Cincinnati moving forward to the point where, you know, I'm not thinking that beating Alabama. Or beating Georgia is in their future. But being in the playoff and maybe being competitive, like. Scoring 20 points in the playoff? Why not? Uh, maybe pushing it a little bit. 20 points, but it's gonna be it's gonna be against Georgia, and they're gonna win no, 63 it'd be, it'd, to 20. It'd be against Alabama if they're score points because they're yeah. they're probably not gonna get any points up against Georgia's Georgia. Georgia's just mean. Georgia's really? like pissed off at everybody, and they just don't want like <laughs> they really don't. Yeah, my nobody most, scores. Yeah, my most dominant team of the week. I just talked about them in the ad read. It's the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills 40 to zero. It may be that's the Texans are that bad. Probably yes. is, but but the Bills are oh, the this this it's beautiful. It's 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 like watching a a artist go to work. It's it's like watching jumping in the studio with Drake and Lil Wayne. It's like watching Picasso paint the paint paint whatever the the not the Mona Lisa because he didn't write that the the the, the starry Rainica. whatever starry night. Wow, yeah. I knew that one. How about that? Yeah, a little yeah. little. Agriculture knowledge there. You didn't think I had, but yeah, the business Anthropo- built office. Anthropological, yeah, well, agricultural I, I would be know. farming. Are, whatever. <laughs> Bills are beautiful to watch. Nobody and, circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. No one does. It's the Buffalo Bills most times in the week. Now we get into uh, the the pick'em. It's week five. You gonna catch up at one of these times? Because I am dominating. Listen, like I, listen. I, I, tonight's I, game is not going well for you. Tonight's game is pushing me back yeah. to uh, be above nine, five hundred. I will, yeah, at least hit five hundred or maybe be above five hundred, which is good. That's all I care about. And it won't. It's not close, but I'm not like falling out falling out and the bench warmers i think they're trolling me like i said they are definitely trolling me and trying to get as many ties just like the Bengals do but they're just gonna win on winning percentage alone because they have all these ties because i'm sick and like all of the polls you guys got to keep voting i love that you guys vote and we're getting more interaction on those but try and pick a winner at least 
Like the Ravens and Broncos was tied this past weekend. The Ra- the Broncos and Jets were tied last weekend. Yeah. I don't know why. Those are probably two easy ones that could have gone. But yeah, eleven to five last week, yeah. man. I Pos- have- well, possibly eleven to five. If the Raiders okay. win tonight, still double digits victories again yeah. for me this again. week. Again, you cooled again. off a little bit. Again. Not it's not thirteen and two like last week, but it's it's damn good. Uh, you're thirty or forty four and nineteen on the season. Bench warmers are in second place. They went seven six and three last week. 34, 24, and 6 on the season. And then I'm bringing up the rear. Um, Big time. Bringing up the rear. Not that, by, not, uh, not by that much. I have I the have same t- amount of wins. I have a 10-game lead right now. Well, you. yeah, you know, but there's 15 games a weekend, Nico. Things can change drastically at the drop of a hat. All right, you're just falling behind. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I know. I'm like the Chiefs. I'll come back in the second half, maybe. Um, I'm 34 and 29 on the season. If the Chargers win tonight, which it looks like they're going to, I will be 8 and 8 and not have to be uh, under 500 for the first time this season, which I'm glad about. But now we get into week five picks, and Thursday Night Football starts off hot. NFC West matchup, the Rams. Our first actually decent Thursday Night Football game would be between two teams that have a good chance. Last week's game was entertaining. You can't say that it was. It was because the quarterbacks, but it's It's the highest rated Thursday Night game since 2018. Jaguars may win two games this year. They've lost 17 in a row. That's true. <laughs> like, like ever since, since week Mitchell, two last yeah. season, yeah. Since week two last season, it's not been good. But the Rams, I mean, the, the second window killed me. My all three of my second window games were games that I thought I had in the bag. Like those were not even the ones that I picked out there. And the Cardinals donkeyed the Rams. Cardinals the Seahawks. Are legit. Well, the last, the last unbeaten team now. The last unbeaten team. The last team unbeaten now. team now. And Kyler Murray's. MVP so far through the season. I know. He's damn he's playing at Yoda level. Uh and but the Seahawks the, last week surprised some people too with the, with a big win as well. Maybe they're starting to understand that if they run the ball a little bit, they're actually a decent team. Yeah. Chris Carson, when they were beating the Vikings, Chris Carson had 10, 10 rushes in the first half yeah. and sixty yards. He ended the game with twelve rushes. He only had two in the second half and they didn't score again. But Seahawks just need to figure out their identity. When they don't know their identity, that's where they run into trouble. So who are you going with? Tell you Rams, thing, Rams, Seahawks. The team I'm going with the team that knows their identity. That's the Los Angeles Rams. Listen, That's, Stafford, throw it to somebody other than Cooper Cup. Like I get Cooper Cup's most open the t- open uh, most of the time. There are other receivers. Yeah, give it to Robert Woods a few times for fantasy reasons because I have him on my team. Please, I'm begging you. I'm winning a lot of football games, though, I'll tell you that. But for various reasons, I need Robert Woods to get some touches. But I'm riding the Rams because this defense is going <laughs> to – I have a bad feeling Aaron Donald may get to Russell Wilson at minimum five times. Yeah. I am riding the the Rams here big time. I'm going Rams as well. I'm not sold on the Seahawks, and I don't think that they're going to be able to do what they did last week to the Rams. The Rams are too good. Both sides of the ball, the Rams have too much talent, and they're going to be too good for Seattle to even at home. Uh, next game, it's the game that takes place across the pond in the UK over there in England. The Jets and the Falcons, it's, it's, uh, it's, two terrible teams. But it's, it's so kind that that they decided to put like two of the worst teams in football in the UK game because seven thirty in the morning. At, yeah, seven thirty in the morning. So that way, people, the only people that have to worry about this game is Calvin Ridley fancy owners that have to wake up early. But besides that. You don't need to worry about messing up a lineup change because something I got injured at 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, well, I'm going Jets. I think the Jets are going to beat the Falcons because the Falcons are not good. No, the Falcons are bad, but, like, the gooder side of bad. That's weird to say. Look, they were were winning last week. 
They but were they winning, lost. And they, they, lo- they lost the lead again. To a worse team than the Jets just beat. Yes, but I'm still riding the Falcons because... I know you are because, because you're are, against the Jets. I get it. And it's, it's good reason. What, the, ta- the, the Falcons have screwed you three weeks in a row. No, no, it's no, no, not no. I had them two weeks ago. I picked them two weeks ago. Okay, and they won. yeah, two so weeks. So it's not three weeks in a row. Oh, okay, and I have a forty-four and fourteen record. I get that you don't have to worry about it, but they haven't been kind to you. It's not like the Falcons have done a, a whole bunch to show maybe I'll be able to win this weekend. The, the old the, what the Falcons need to do is they need they need to burn burn a burn like some stakes. Put put like put like a a, a a christening or something in the middle of the field to get rid of this twenty eight to three curse and and just get get it out of your system because that's the only thing that will get this team back to relevance. But I still think they're a better football team than the than the Jets right now. I think there's more talent and it's not a lot. <laughs> the the Falcons lot, have more no. talent than the Jets. I think if this game was being taken place in Atlanta and you could have had some guys sneak Zach Wilson out to the bars and the strip clubs in Atlanta and like corrupt his Mormon mind, but he's going back to England. He's going back to the land of the Puritans. (laughs) Well, I mean, going back to the land of the Puritans because he's he's Mormon, going back to the land where we came from and there's not going to be any distractions. He's going to churn some butter on the farm. He's going to wake up Sunday morning, or I don't even know when they play technically in England. Whatever they play in England, he's going to wake up. He's going to go out there, fry up some Falcons, and they're going to come home as, as a 2-2 two and two team. No, they're not. I, I believe not, that they will, I, or 2-3, and three, whatever they're going to be, 2-3. and three. Happen. I'm sorry. You have I, too much faith in that team because you're brother. They screwed me last week. I want to ride the. I'm, I'm going to see well, if I can catch too, this. I, I know. I'm going to see bad. if I can catch this, catch this wagon here. Um but I'm going Jets. You're going Falcons. Next game, Packers Bengals. I am uh, not picking the Bengals. I did put idea. money on the Bengals. They have a plus one forty money line, and like I said, look that that is that is very very respectful. That is that's so kind for the for my bookie to do that because the Packers are gonna fucking hammer the shit out of this. I'm sorry, you you haven't seen Aaron Rodgers yet. You've seen Big Ben. You've seen a rookie Trevor Lawrence. Who else have you played? You've seen. Andy Dalton, do you want me to go down the list of bad quarterbacks you faced? We played Justin Fields mostly in that game. Okay, either way. Two rookie quarterbacks. No, I'm not saying. This, Aaron Rodgers is still that dude. No, the defense is, if we are to compete in this game, it's going to be a very big shootout. I don't think that the Packers' defense is great. They're better than what we've played so far in the season. I will say that. I'm not saying I don't think that the Bengals will win, but I put money on it just in case on the off chance that they do. Gonna, the spread right now is at minus four and a half. I'll tell you right now. It's very. It's I'll, I'll give you a sleeper pick. I'm that's not one giving, of my ride the slopes because I guarantee that's going to happen. I picked uh, the money line so that it would have to be outright. Just I would. I didn't want to have to worry about the spread, um, and it's positive odds. I would win forty bucks back if they end up. And well, I'm it, was already, po- it was positive odds when it was minus four and a half. I'm pretty sure too. It was plus one hundred. Minus three and a half was plus one hundred when I had it too. I I took plus one forty eight on their money line. I don't know. It's just, I'm already invested, so I might as well be even that little bit more invested. But I do think that the Packers. I'm picking the Packers in my in the pick'em. So I don't think that there's yeah, going to be some wild gonna, upset. I'm not going to start the Packers too. It is at home. That's all I'm going to say. It is at home. Uh, Lions Vikings. The next game, NFC North matchup. I'm going with Minnesota because the Minnesota Vikings. They 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 honestly are probably the best worst team. That's weird to say, but well, they they, got they, Adam they, they have a terrible Justin Jefferson as their receiving. Kirk Cousins tandem. is fucking balling. 
Look at his stats. I know it's easy. This the ball with Justin Jefferson dealing, but Kirk Cousins is playing good football. They're just not winning football games. <laughs> Their defense has not been good at all. This but, past weekend wasn't good for them. But Kirk Cousins has been playing decent football. Like, legit. Like, we, we shit on him. He can't win a big game. Yeah, he can't win the big game. But he's putting up good numbers. It's not like it's on him. It really isn't. It's, it's on their defense because they, the, they brought in Patrick Peterson, and he hasn't really done a whole lot. That's the only – There was a reason why they were team. able to bring in Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson is over the hill. Yeah, so – Patrick Peterson it's, it's is so far his offense. It's, it's over the hill. Defense. He can't see the hill anymore. But – I, honestly, for me, it's the Lions. Like Dan Campbell should have kicked a field goal when he didn't yesterday. So maybe he's not doesn't understand football situations. Like I thought he like I thought he would. Plays with his nuts rather than his head. Yeah, and I don't. I'm gonna if I'm just gonna let them surprise me one week. I'm gonna pick against them. I'm tired of th- saying that this is gonna be the week where I surprise everybody and pick the Lions and they win. I'm I'm done dealing with that. And not it's, so fast. I'm picking the Lions. Here we go. Uh, you know I why? knew you were going to do that. I don't know why because you want to why because the run defense for the Lions is, is or sorry mm-hmm. for the Vikings is not good. And you know what the whole team basically is for the Lions right now? Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. I couldn't tell you who their receiver is, who a receiver is in general. I'm in Ross St. Brown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. And and like there's the Lions. They, they, it's a disturbance. They should have. The, they should have beat the the Ravens a few weeks back. It's a disturbance in the force that you're feeling because I'm no longer picking them. They're gonna come back and win now because yeah, I've been on I've them. They've them, been yeah. my upset pick for three weeks in a row, and it hasn't happened. So now I've I've finally soured on them. And you're like the you're like the seasoned gambler that sneaks in. Like the guy sits down at the blackjack table, loses three hands in a row, and then you sneak in when the deck gets hot. You're like, oh yeah, no, this is gonna work exactly. out. I, I hope it doesn't happen, but it, it would be my luck if that is to happen. Uh, next game up, we have the Broncos at Pittsburgh. At Pittsburgh, which, in, is, which makes it a little more interesting. Really, I'm, it doesn't because the Steelers are the Steelers are closer to the worst team in that division than we thought. I'm going to tell you right now, Broncos win this football game if number five is at quarterback. Drew Locke is at quarterback. I'm saying right now we lose. I don't Call think it. I don't think that it that's it. I don't think it's a hundred percent that you lose with if Drew Locke is your Drew Locke can beat Ben Roethlisberger. I think this is the week Ben Roethlisberger is no longer the quarterback of the Steelers. It's yeah. I look. I say Drew Locke is better. I wouldn't say overall. Obviously, overall never better than Ben. Career wise, no. But Career-wise, this season, no, but right yes. Right now, yes. But you know who's not better than Drew Locke? Or no, Drew Locke's not better than T.J. Watt. Make a Fitzpatrick. T.J. Watt played last week. He didn't, but he's playing this week. That Pittsburgh defense is that good. And I saw this against this Ravens defense. If if you first of all, Dalton Reiser is a good chance he's back. Glasgow's probably hurt again, so you're probably throwing Moody out there again. And you look, Garrett Bowles, motherfucker, had another holding penalty again this week. First time in like since 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 beginning of last year. So so every now and then it's okay. When you're, I know, but, the but, league, but, when you're leading the league for when three all, years. When all hell is breaking loose and you have Drew Lockett quarterback and you're like, fuck, here comes – there's a Garrett Bulls penalty to take us out of field goal range well, again. that's why it happened because nobody trusts – that's – we're seeing exactly why Teddy Bridgewater won the won the starting spot. Nobody trusts Drew Lock. That's why I'm saying I'm riding the Broncos here because I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the quarterback. 
I tell you right now, I think we lose Drew Lock. I'm saying it right now. I, I almost guarantee it. We talked this game last year is the game that Drew. I'm, I'm pretty sure we played. It was either Pittsburgh at home or it might have been there last year. And too. and we we that's where Drew Lock got injured, and that's where we ran into Brett Rippin and 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 Jeff Driscoll and Kendall Hinton. Shot up the number one slot receiver now for the Broncos, Kendall Hinton. Yeah, that Kendall Hinton. I know he's the only I, slot receiver out there. He's not the number one slot receiver. <laughs> yeah, I know he's not, no, no, for the team right now. Eh, I still wouldn't even. I would Javante Spencer got his shit rocked too. Who's the number one slot receiver? Javante Williams. <laughs> he doesn't even go line up out there. He doesn't line up out there. I'm just saying, Kendall Hinton might start at slot receiver. He's not the number one, no matter he's who else de- is available. He's the decoy. You throw him uh, out there for to, to fill a spot on the field. <laughs> it's a double pass. No, he's really not a quarterback. No, he's not getting the he's ball. He's not a probably. quarterback. Trust me. Yeah, uh, I, I'm going to ride the Broncos because I think Ben Roethlisberger gets his shit wrecked still. Because Vaughn Miller, I, look – for some reason, they don't put defensive player props on on my bookie, or a lot of these sporting apps don't have defensive props. They have offensive props, but defense props are tough to find. Vaughn Miller, two and a half sacks, take it. I don't, if if you can find it out there, I'm, if my bookie has it and I'm just not not and I'm just not seeing it, take it because I think Vaughn could have a big day. Broncos are plus one hundred five money line, plus one hundred with a one point spread. It's because it's in Pittsburgh. And they and right now there's an all point signing to Drew Locke because right now Tate Bridgewater can't practice till Friday. I don't know. I, I think know. that all, I think there's also the possibility if Dwayne Haskins does come in and play for the Steelers that he might be able to beat the Broncos. That, that's what I'm saying. I'm not because these receivers I are. Think that, I think I'm, the I'm Pittsburgh Steelers are better than the Ravens Steelers and or the Pittsburgh Steelers wide receivers are better than the Ravens wide receivers and the Ravens wide receivers ran all over the second the secondary that we talked a lot about it's it's you want to you want to who beat it it was Marquise Brown yeah. the fucking speed that he has and Mark Andrews over the middle Chase Claypool is fast too and you want to know where that comes from not having Darby there not having Callahan fully healthy not having starting Justin Strenad <laughs> because Justin Simmons who Fucking idiots last week from Bleacher Report that had him that we need to bench him. I don't There's know a who, lot of people in were. Broncos country saying that it, we would be better off if we didn't pay. pay I'll tell you one thing right now. Every Simmons. single person who's a Broncos fan it, is that's a full cap. That's a lie. Uh, it's a full fact because Justin Simmons is the, is the secondary leader to this defense. Behind, could argue Von, the best player on the defense. No, he's not. Von Miller is the best. Player on the defense, and then I would put Shelby Harris almost there, but Justin Simmons top three easily, and and I just think it's ridiculous that the article is stupid. But the Broncos, I'm gonna ride with it because I think Teddy's starting, but if Drew Locke's starting. I promise you, we're gonna lose. Promise you. All right, we're both uh, we're both riding the Broncos again, but bit us both in the butt last time last week, but we'll see. Next up, Dolphins Buccaneers battle for Florida. South Florida versus Central battle? Florida. Uh, that's I told you the Colts are going to beat the Dolphins last week. I told you, Brissett. Brissett ain't it. He I thought it was a revenge team. game for Brissett. It was not a revenge game. It was game. not. No, it did not look good. The Dolphins, I don't. I, I got they off. Don't, they don't have an identity. That's the problem. There it is. They don't have an identity because they think, oh, maybe two is maybe two on Jalen Wall is the time. There's well, a few things that maybe, are wrong with a lot of like. There's a few teams that I have no clue what I'm going to get each week. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. They don't have an identity. That's yeah. why they're running into the ball. You don't. You okay? You're either. You know, the Broncos have realized. Well, we're a good defensive football team. And what we got to do is have the offense control the ball. The, the Dolphins, week by week, you don't know if your defense is going to give up 30 points to the Colts, 
or if it's going to shut down some other random team, a bad Score team. 21 on the Raiders and lose in overtime. Like, you I, don't know what you're going to get. But in, in all honesty, Tampa Bay should have lost last night. Yeah, they should have. If it wasn't for And Tampa coach. Bay lost two weeks ago to Los Angeles. Like, Tampa Bay is beatable. So, uh, and, and like I said, Brian Flores, former Patriot assistant, has good success against Tom Brady, or at least is able to keep him in somewhat check. I think the X factor is going to come down to the offensive line for the Bucks is going to demolish this the only good guy on defense. They have Xavier Howard at corner, and they have Christian Wilkins at nose guard. Those are the two players on defense that the Dolphins have. Other than that, playoff Lenny, and it's not playoff time yet, but Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are going to dice up the Dolphin defense, and then every now and then Antonio Clown is probably going to be open for some kind of shot down the field. But uh, they should be running the ball heavily next week. I'll say it. The, one of the X factors why the Patriots almost lost on Sunday Night Football was not no Gronk. OJ Howard is not is not not that not Gronk. Cameron Brate was uh, Cameron Brate is is decent, but like the dude has stone hands. Yeah, uh, you have Gronk. That that game may be out of reach. And I think Gronk may be back this week. There's a good shot. And it's I a think ten point spread plus ten for the Dolphins plus three seventy five money line. Yeah, the Patriots are gonna roll the over. Buccaneers. Oh, Buccaneers! Sorry, wow. Brady. Brady. Yeah, Brady. Yeah, that guy. Brady is gonna roll over the Dolphins. All right, uh, Saints. Washington football team. Washington thought they were gonna screw me last week, and they ended up getting me a, a much deserved win. The Saints talk about a team not knowing their identity. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna get. Am I gonna get the Javis show from from Green Bay first week, or am I gonna get what we got against Carolina? I don't know what I'm gonna get from this team. It's almost like fun, like because <laughs> I don't find it fun gambling and losing. It's, on them. it's an even week, Jimmy, <laughs> or it's an odd week, or whatever. Yeah, because. It's an odd week. It's an odd week. Yeah, it's an odd week. Like I said, I said this two weeks ago. Week one, they played well. Week two, they sucked. Week three, they came back and won. It's an odd week. Jameis show, baby. It's an odd week. That's what we're doing. Like I said, it's it's the San Francisco Giants of baseball. It's an odd week, so the Saints got to play well. I don't know. I don't know. I tell you, look, he played well on on Sunday, um, and I was very surprised. I, I was like, man, I don't think this Washington team could be that good. But he racked up the points for Terry McLaurin facing football. Please continue to do that. And, and, and I just – I this Washington team, I thought this defense was going to be so much better than it was. It really isn't. Um, it, it, they, yeah. they took a lot of steps back. I'm hoping that Washington – have been exposed. I'm hoping their defense is going to find themselves this weekend. I think I'm picking Washington because the Saints – if I'm not can, I I think that the football team at least knows the way that they're going to be successful. I think they know what they need to rely on, and it's not Taylor Heineke throwing it a whole bunch. The Saints, I think that Sean Payton's so worried about fully unleashing Jameis Winston that he's going to keep him in some weird stance, like some weird in between place. To he's not going to be great, but he's not going to be terrible. Like he's not throwing 30 interceptions, he's not throwing 30 touchdowns either. Might throw 10 and 10, 15 and 12. I don't know. I can't. I'm. I'm. Jameis is too volatile. I've I, never been able to I just. If all time they lost last week. Yeah, they're I, gonna win this. Week. I'm not gonna. But I'm not gonna get into this whole dance to where I'm gonna pick them and pick them and pick them and they're, every time I pick them they're gonna lose. I don't. I, I like dancing, and we're gonna pick them every other week. So I'm running the same I don't too. don't enjoy that as much as you do. Uh, so I'm going football team. You go Saints. Eagles Panthers. As good as the Eagles offense did look, I think Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts should be given an award for being able to make Nick Sirianni's offense look somewhat workable. But I don't know what Nick you Sirianni, got out. For, I don't know what you got out for Sirianni ever since the he's Zoom got call. balls the size of raisins. 
like he did nothing to you. He really did nothing to he you. He kicked the field goal three separate times inside the Chiefs' fifteen. I, 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 I get that was stupid, but like, I, I don't know what you got against him. He's a terrible coach. I, uh, okay, he's well, not good. I know he's not good, but I think the Panthers are very overhyped without Christian McCaffrey. That look, the they Panthers. could have beat. I mean, they the Cowboys are good. They were still in the game. I know the Cowboys are. They lost by eight. I know the Cowboys are that are it though. I, I got shit for it in the offseason saying that they're the second best team in this division. And in reality, they are far and away the best team in that division. Yeah, they and are. So, but I'm going to go with the Eagles here because Devontae Smith, oh, man, big brain play by me. I had T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, and Chase Capel all injured this week on my fantasy team. I throw in Devontae Smith. He puts up an 18-piece for me. That's big brain, and I'm, th- I'm riding the Eagles right here for – I don't know why. This is another game. I don't know why I'm picking it, but I'm picking it. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I think Carolina is going to bounce back. I think Carolina is not as good as a 3-0. Like, they shouldn't have been 3-0, but they are better than people gave them credit for. I think Matt – They're very good coached. Matt Rule and Joe Brady are good enough coaches that I still have faith in them. Joe Brady should be getting a head coaching job soon, too. I have no idea how he didn't get one last year. Uh, Look, I I know we didn't talk about this, but Fangio – I, oh man, he's pissing me off. And he, he he look, some coaches are destined to be good coordinators. Yeah, I think and he's Wade Phillips is a prime example. Wade Phillips is a prime example. Yeah, and look what he did with the Super Bowl Fifty defense. And Joe Brady, I think, needs to be unleashed. So I'm hoping maybe honestly, we make the playoffs. Fangio is going to stick around, but I would love Joe Brady in Denver. Oh, with Aaron Rodgers. Oh my God. Oh. That would be gorgeous. I could also use him in Cincinnati because I don't think Zach Taylor should stick around much. And reunite him with his three golden. Three and one says otherwise. Reunite that, that, him, the, but three reunite one him with his golden child. Do you remember the last time Joe Brady and Joe Burrow had a had a? I know, but three and one means that your team is keeping your coach. No, we've we've. we've I know learned, you say no. We've learned, but from if it. your team is five hundred, that's Miller's an improvement. Fifteen years. It was fifteen years. We made the playoffs and never won a single game. Your team is near 500, like like you like you bet they would be. Then Zach Taylor is sticking around. I hate to tell you that. If Joe Brady's available, I would make a special exception. Uh, Tennessee and Jacksonville. Did the Titans T- Titans, Titans lose please, enough of you? I, 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 I don't know. Is this your last straw with the Titans? Because I think they it's lose, my last straw with they the Titans. Lo- this, they, they lose this game. I'm never betting it with them ever again. I'm serious. I've never bet with them ever. Shout again. out, busting with the boys. No free shout outs. <laughs> if you lose to the Jets and the Jaguars, we're gonna back, have to start charging you for shout outs if you guys it, lose it, this week. If the Jets and the if you lose to the Jets and the Jaguars back to back weeks, just stop it. End the season. Just, just, just trade Derrick Henry. Get rid of Ryan Tannehill. I don't care what trade AJ Brown, Julio Jones. They deserve better because that's that's. Uh, <laughs> If that happens, I'm putting a whole I, bunch of money down I on the like Colts to win. I like this team a lot. The, I do. I want to root for them. I want to root for them, too. But shit. They're not I even can't. a big market. They're one of those mid-market teams that we yeah. just get behind and love. Like, two years ago against the Chiefs, I was rooting for them in the AFC Championship. Yeah, I, I wanted to see the boys shit. go to the play, go to the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Would, it, just, would they have won? Probably not. Probably not. But, <laughs> I, I, maybe against San Francisco. You never know. But, hey, look. Just give the ball to Derrick Henry, please. That's all you need to do. If there's one thing you need to do, the Titans game plan, it should be simple. Okay, we should have we okay, halfback dive, halfback stretch, halfback toss, ISO, counter, 
Okay, maybe we'll spring in a play action to Ferkser or AJ Brown. Okay, back to dive, back to ISO. Just fucking every time. You should be dominating the time of possession by 30 minutes. It's a 48 minute game. It should be 40 Six, something to 10 minutes. minutes. 60 minutes. Wow, I'm, yeah. Basketball is 48. Yeah, you're right. 60 minute game. It should be, it should be a, a, a uh, 50 or, wow, no, here's my math. They should uh, have 60 um, plays of defense total. Yes. Yeah, they sh- That's they a should, normal yeah. game. They should have probably 45. If you're doing your game plan correctly, they should have about 45 plays of, of offense to choose from because you've had the ball for that long. Their defense should be running upwards of 80 plays. 40 of those should be runs by Derrick Henry. Well, you know. You don't have AJ you Brown. Think. You don't have AJ Brown and Julio Jones against this week. That's your only game plan you need because the Jaguars' defense is worse than the Jets' defense that you just couldn't touch. Apparently, oh please don't lose back-to-back weeks. It'd be interesting to see what happens. They are still the favorite, minus one ninety-five. It's a four-point spread. Very favorable. Four-point spread in Jacksonville. Very, very favorable odds. Uh, next up, Patriots at Texans. Uh, I have the Patriots bouncing this back. This Texans team, poor, poor Tyra Taylor. If if Tyra Taylor was 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 playing, I would say they cover. But it's Davis Mills and Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. Yes. That's all you have to say. Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback. And his, and, rookie especially qu- one, and his rookie quarterback is starting to figure it out. <laughs> and so I'm riding the Patriots 100% here. a nine-point spread. Minus nine for the Patriots. Oh, that's actually pretty nice. Plus 330 money line for Houston if you like big money line returns. But yeah, I don't think it's happening. Pr- no, that's not going to happen. Both, we're both picking the Patriots in that one. That's pretty easy. Steven I, but, Belichick is going to be licking his lips. Yeah, but then again, you don't know what Patriots you're going to get. Are you going to get the ones that played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Or are you going to get the ones the week before when McCorkle Jones threw three interceptions just like his good old buddy Zach Wilson? Honestly, I think we're going to get a totally different Patriots team because they didn't run the ball last night. Really on did. Sunday night, a lot of they had minus six yards rushing, so they couldn't. They weren't, uh, and that's credit to the defensive line that the Bucks have. You can't really run with and the 380 was, and also Devontae David and and uh, uh, Devin, Devin White. White. That's yeah. more kudos to them because you don't, you can't run the ball. You, well, you, their offensive line w- weren't able to move Vita Vea anyway. Oh. Vita Vea and Ndamukong Sue just stood there. You try to run the football against the Buccaneers, you're gonna have a bad day. Let's just put it that way. Unless you have a nasty offensive line or Derrick Henry in the backfield, I don't think it's gonna go well. Uh, Bears and Raiders. I think this one's going to surprise you. I'm I'm picking the Bears. Are you sure Justin Fields starting this week? No. I'm never <laughs> Are sure, you sure Justin Fields is starting. <laughs> Are you sure? Matt Nagy's never made me sure of anything. I'm not sure in Matt I'm putting faith in the I'm putting faith in the fact that Matt Nagy truly did give up play calling responsibilities cuz he hinted that he did oh, and if he did so. like normally what happens is he says I gave up play calling responsibilities Bill Lazor comes in and they win cuz Bill Lazor is a competent play caller and then Matt Nagy comes tries to come back and take it over and they end up sucking again I'm putting faith in the fact that Bill Lazor's calling plays and I think that the Raiders are finally going to become the Raiders that we know like the first 4 weeks of the season oh boy look out it's Las Vegas hey the, hey, the Raiders are are almost about to backdoor cover. I plus three and yeah, half, it's making me nervous. Way, so. It's the start of the fourth quarter, and they're down by seven. They were down by twenty-one at the beginning of the fourth. Yeah, of the third. I, quarter. I'm going to ride the Raiders here because I think the AFC West is that good. Yep, I'm saying that the AFC West is that good. I think every single team in this division is playoff caliber. 
because right now you may right now look there's conversation on altitude because I because I listened to Mosier and Lombardi every morning they were like okay they asked for the four weeks straight like who's the worst team in this division. You could easily say the Broncos. Probably a good chance that it's the Broncos or the Raiders right now. And you could argue the Chargers. But the worst team in the division, or, or statistically-wise right now, is the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Because, because based on schedule or whatever, they're the worst team in the division. But you think, well, okay, if the Chiefs keeps – the Chiefs don't have an easy schedule. Play the Bills, like I said, play the Bills this weekend. They could fall to two and four. That's, that's, that's a hole. It Even is. for the Chiefs, that's a hole. And, and that's probably the Raiders may be in conversation where if they start pulling off some stupid games and, and like the Broncos have been winning records, there's a chance that the worst record in this division could be 500 or, or one game under 500 because we can't go 500 anymore. It's I mean, the AFC West has done a lot better than I was expecting this season. I thought that the Chiefs and Chargers were going to be really good, but the the Raiders have surprised me. I don't know. I, it's just a feeling. This is my feeling that I have, and my feelings have been wrong most of the season. But I'm gonna continue to. If I don't pick with my gut, what do I really have? Right. That's I spent true. years honing it as an offensive lineman, so I'm gonna stick with my gut. I'm going Bears. You're going Raiders. Next up, Chargers hosting the Browns. Uh, Cleveland had a tough, tough game. Yeah, they, against they, but Minnesota. They, but you know what? That's that's the games that they wouldn't win before. That's a gritty. Yeah, it was a gritty. That's a gritty win that you played terribly, but you gritted out a win. And you know what team doesn't grit out wins? Like we're seeing on Monday Night Football, <laughs> the Los Angeles Chargers. Hey, I'm, I'm hoping that they still pull this thing off. Also, look, watching Monday Night Football before we started recording, obviously, the Chargers fan base, I, I know two Chargers fans, which is honestly very, very surprising. But that is, there is – they have a generational-type quarterback in Justin Herbert that could be an absolute animal. And no one talks about that because they're, they're – because their team doesn't own the rights to their stadium solely. Because they, first of all, that's the Rams stadium right now, and that stadium was SoFi Stadium on Monday night was filled with Raiders fans, Raiders fans, and that team doesn't play in California anymore. No, they don't. When they were playing San Diego, that stadium was filled in orange. It was it, they play seventeen away games a year. I'm serious. There's not a, a single game on the schedule where I can say the Chargers will have home field advantage. It's a serious fact of the matter is. And, and at home against Baker Mayfield, who hasn't looked very good, but you know who has looked good, Kareem Hunt was kicking into four-wheel drive and, and Nick Chubb. That's all I have to say. And this defense, you had to my say, God, I know I had to do it. <laughs> this defense, Miles Garrett, oh, my God. Uh, Miles, like I said, I I, I say it every every every. Miles Garrett's really getting into the swing of things, huh? Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. You got one in. I had to get one back. They they found they found what makes a good team win Super Bowls. Kevin Stefanski. Well, not just Stefanski, edge rushers and decent DBs. A coach that knows Clowney the team that you Garrett. are. There's a yeah. reason. Why the, the 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 Buccaneers were so successful last year with Shaq Barrett and Sue, mm. and now you have Garrett and Clowney. There's that's that's a core. You have two edge rushers. There's a when I was watching this on Sunday with the Broncos game especially, they were throwing double teams, chipping Von Miller every play. That's because they don't they don't. They, there's no faith in Malik Reed on the other side. There's a reason why two edge rushers get you far. Yeah. And, and right now. I'm hammering the Browns because this defense is honestly just eye-popping to me. Miles Garrett's what Davian Clowney was supposed to be. Miles Garrett is a, legi- a legitimate cheat code. He glitched on 
Monday night or oh, when on Sunday, Sunday when night, they yeah. played. Uh, he glitched. He was like in one spot and then showed up in a nif- different one, and I didn't see him take any steps. He's an absolute alien. Uh, we're both going Browns in that game. Next up, Giants and Cowboys. The Giants. Who would have thought they would win a game in September, right? Well, I mean, everybody thought they would win the division, including you. I didn't think they'd win the division. I thought they'd finish second behind the Washington football team. No, no, no. You, I, I could pull up the stat. You had Giants 1, Washington no. football team 2. Well, yeah, because well, I got shit no. for it. Yeah. I'll pull it up. Go ahead. Okay. Pull it I, up. I know you had you the Giants. you remember what episode that was? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll great. predictions. We'll figure it out. Yeah, no. I you got said it. the Giants because of their defense. I thought that they would finish second in the division. I'm pretty pretty confident I, I'm I said sure second. I'm pretty sure you said number one. I, I said Washington football team. No, I said football team too. Where we differed was I had the Cowboys behind the Giants. You had the Cowboys in front of the Giants. I had the Cowboys behind them. I swear them. I thought you had the Giants number oh, one. Oh, I would not. I'm not. I'm stupid, but I'm not that dumb. That's the thing. I'm. That's why I, I have trouble. I'm going to have to. We'll have to settle it probably another time. Because but, but I'm like I said, I'm riding the Cowboys because I think this team is that good still. That's the best team in the division. The best team in the division. And they're feeding Zeke. They are feeding Zeke. I didn't. I, look, we didn't see it week one. And they almost pulled off an upset against Tampa Bay. And now here we are week week five. And they are finally kicking into full, full, full gear. Like, like, look, Trayvon Diggs, dog. Absolute dog. Michael Parsons. Oh, my. Michael Parsons, dog. They finally got some animals on defense side of football where they can rely on. Michael Parsons is the biggest thoroughbred freak. Michael Parsons is to the linebacker position what Miles Garrett is to the defensive end position. Like, Like if you were just going to design a guy in Madden and boost his his sliders all the way as far as you can, that's exactly what they did. That's what God was doing when he created Michael Parsons. And then everybody else that played him is like, that's not fucking fair, dude. You can't be 6'4 and run a 4'3. That just isn't possible. 6'4, run a 4'3. Oh, and by the way, you're 230 pounds. Oh, my God. Michael, like I said, Michael Parsons is just just unbelievable. Like, it's, it's, it's one thing where you look at this defense, you're like, well, you know, they're young. But you know what? This offense is, is that explosive where it doesn't matter. Like, the defense – Trayvon Diggs is just having field days against quarterbacks, and five interceptions. There's no, there's, a, there's a reason for it. He's just absolutely balling out. The Cowboys are very similar to the Bengals, where they built up their receiving core around a very young quarterback who's proven that he's good. And I mean, C.D. Lamb, uh, as going along with uh, the kid Michael Gallup from CSU. Oh, Gallup, yeah, Gallup, Cooper, um, C.D. Lamb, like Dalton with, Schultz also looks yeah, very just, good too. And with a guy like Dak Prescott, it's just a winning recipe. I'm surprised I didn't catch up on it, but I think it's probably because they were on hard knocks. And yeah, that's probably on hard why. knocks, everybody looks absolutely atrocious. Uh, but we're both going Cowboys in that matchup in the NFC East. 49ers, Cardinals. Uh, I'm, I think I'm done disrespecting the Cardinals. I've been wavering on them. Like They're my one team that I waffle on a good, good portion of the time. Uh, I'm going with the Cardinals to beat the 49ers. It's at home. I think the 49ers will bounce back and play better, but Kittle's banged up. Not sure how well he's going to play. This might be Trey Lance's first start, and I think Trey Lance will be good. But oh, in his Trey first Lance start, good. in his first good. start, I don't know. He's ah. going up against a very talented defense: J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker. The defense is very good. I'm going to go with San Francisco here because San Fran, like they they surprised me a lot last week. Trey Lance, dude, look, Kyle Shanahan just needs to unleash him. That could be that could be this generation's. Brady Belichick. I'm saying this is very early. I know, but Kyle Shanahan's great football mind with Trey Lance's ability to be a Patrick Mahomes type player. 
that is a recipe for success and for absolutely animal. And I don't, I don't know. Look, Car- Cardinals aren't going to go undefeated. I think this division is still up for grabs. I think it's still the Rams division to lose, but the Cardinals are obviously playing very well to start. But I'm going to go with the 49ers here because I think with Juice Check there as well and Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel and Trey Lance. If you don't have, if you have, if you're looking for a receiver to trade for, trade for Debo Samuel in fantasy football league because Debo Samuel is going to be his number one option, especially without, without George Kittle. Five and a half point spread for that game, plus five and a half for the 49ers. So it's an actually it's interesting. I think that Vegas is also starting to take Arizona a little bit more seriously. Like I said earlier, it wasn't I wasn't blowing smoke. Kyler Murray, if the season ended this week, Kyler Murray's the MVP. Also, here we go. Oh, you did find Giants. It. First, Washington football team second. Yep, yeah. I knew. Yep, yep. I, I told you because I was like, there's no shot the Giants win this Honestly, division. Honestly, I was also still thinking that everybody was going to be under 500 in that division. So the Giants might still end up winning. They almost won the division last year at 6-10. and 10. Yeah. They started now. They're not, not going to happen with the Cowboys and how they're playing, though. The Cowboys. Come on. It's the Cowboys. The Cowgirls fall apart every now and then. That's true. Uh, Bills and Chiefs, Sunday night football matchup. The this, biggest – this is our my bookie promotional matchup the, that we talked the, about. This game is going to be so good. This game is going to be so much – Is this as good as uh, this the This has Rams, Chiefs, Chiefs all over it. has written all over it. Except instead of Jared Goff, we have Josh Allen. Oh, my gosh. This, this, this game could be 65 to 60. Rematch of the AFC Championship. This – like, honestly, there's uh, – I'll say it's a little too early, but there's a good chance we could see that again this year. This, this, the Bills, look, the Bills came off of an absolutely astounding win over the Houston Texans because the Texans are don't know what they're doing right now with their team, and the Bills just know what they want to do. And Josh Allen didn't even need to sling it that much. They, they relied on Moss and Singletary as well, and they said, you know what, we're just going to beat you however we want and just slice and dice. And this Chiefs team – which were losing to the Philadelphia Eagles at one point. I don't know what I'm going to see from the Chiefs team. I legit, I don't know what I'm going to get because this defense is that bad. This defense is 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 top five worst in the league. Like like Tyron Matthew is not that anymore. Chris Jones is not that anymore. They don't have any linebackers. Their DBs are trash. Like they don't have anything. Their offense is good enough to win you a lot of football games. Though there's no doubt about that. But when you play an offense as good as the Bills, this is where it differs. I'm interested to see because this Chiefs defense, I think they have been playing that bad. But this is the same Chiefs defense that they've pretty much had their entire run that they've had with Patrick Mahomes. They're bad in the beginning of the season. They somehow figure out a way to tighten up down the stretch. And nobody beats the Chiefs. The last few seasons, the last game that they've lost is in like October. Nobody really beats the Chiefs in November and December. And Andy Reid, shout out Andy Reid, first coach to have 100 victories with two separate fan- franchises. Now with Philadelphia and Kansas City, he's a legend, former offensive lineman, so I, I like to give him credit. Future Hall of Famer, I'm going to yeah, put, put that out there as well. Um, I'm going Buffalo. I think that – I obviously think that Buffalo is going to win the AFC, so I think that this is going to be that stepping stone they need to take. But I also think that they want to – this is a revenge game from the AFC Championship. Buffalo kind of got embarrassed in that AFC Championship oh, game. Oh, absolutely, a bit. they did. People gave them a lot of hype. People, were, we were all talking like, "Is this the it's year? The Bill's year? Is this the year?" And it wasn't. The Chiefs made that abundantly clear. And I think Buffalo's got a chip on their shoulder. We saw Stephon Diggs stood out there and watched the Lamar Hunt Trophy be awarded to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Didn't say anything. Had his helmet on, standing around with all the confetti. This is, like I said, it's the Bills. This is the uh, game I'm not going to say wanted. it's the Bills year. I'm not ready to say that. This is the Bills Super Bowl. This, this is, is the, the game that the Bills wanted to win all season. The, all this season is the long. game they circled at the beginning of the year. This is Okay, we win this, we get on track, then we go to the postseason. And I'm going to go to the Bills here too. It's t- going to be tough in Kansas City at night. That's where that's where that's where it worries me a lot. But I'm still going to ride with Josh Allen. Shout out to the NBC matchmakers. I can't wait to see what kind of promotion they put together for this game. Because oh, did you Dell see the, the yeah the Dell that was like NBC Sports has not been great, especially as a hockey fan over the last few years. But they always hit football. <laughs> yeah, give that guy a promotion. Give him all the money. Uh, Monday night football matchup next week. Colts, Ravens, the Battle of the Baltimores. Yeah, it is a revenge game, a city revenge game for the Baltimore Ravens. They always circle this. They really do, especially when the Colts come into town. Yeah, they hate them. They, 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 they really they like. Like, not. I know it's not a rivalry because of the divisions or whatever, but it really is. It used to be. They used to be in the same. It used to be a divisional rivalry, but it is not anymore. I. The Colts it's, team, it's not. Carson, it doesn't matter. Carson wants Jacob Eason, uh, uh, Sam Ellinger, um, who, who else? Lamar Jackson. Oh. Do, Lamar Jackson doesn't need a defense. He dominates Ravens the Ravens are going to dot them up. Dot them up. Also, no Quentin Nelson. I thought that was going to hurt them a lot more. Obviously, it didn't last week because Jonathan Taylor is that dude. But this Colts team. Dolphins are mentally soft. They the Ravens really are. are not mentally soft at all. No, they're not. They have the Ravens might be a little bit too full of themselves. I think I agree with you on that, but they aren't mentally they are soft. They're very full of themselves. They lack, they, they've won one playoff game in four years. They lack no confidence for a team that's got that little success. No. Like they, there's a there's a reason they, they can be cocky because of Lamar, but this Ravens team, they, I want to see them against Cleveland. I need that matchup because that's that's the game where I'm be like, all right, we're gonna see who really is it who. All right, those are our picks. Be sure to vote in our p- Twitter polls at FEOTB Pod. Those have been fun the last couple weeks, and uh, be sure to check out the YouTube video. And, and if you're gonna bet on any of the games, we put put out a couple of the money lines and the spreads. Myboogie.ag. Use promo code Bench. It'll double your first deposit. All right, now let's get into uh, what's brewing. Because there are some interesting things happening. I'm not sure if you have it in in your news or not, but it, if it's not, I will uh, I'll bring it up from from mine. So, what's brewing? Presented by the High Alpine Brewing Company, uh, our friends in Gunnison. What do you got for this week? So, I I help you ask. I couldn't find a whole lot. So, so I'm that's gonna, interesting to me because there was some big big storylines that came up. It was like middle of the day today. Yeah, middle of the day stuff. I I'm gonna go with the fact that Jokic is a dad. And and the fact that you know we have we he uh, he just had a kid last week so we got that going for us now he has extra dad strength uh, and and obviously the preseason games I we didn't get I didn't get to watch the game on Monday night but I'm hoping now that I get to watch some more games that come into town back Friday so I'm excited to go to that um, but this Nuggets team is it, it's it's. It gets the juices flowing. I mean, the Broncos get me going to a point where, like, oh, we're successful. But watching Jokic play basketball and watching the Nuggets just gets me going. You know what I mean? It's it's like that itch. Like, God damn, I need it back in my life. I need it. I I, I have that. That's my football. I don't well, football have... does it for me. But when your team is mediocre like mine has been the last five years, I get my itches elsewhere. That's my th- – the thing about me is I could be Rob Lowe and just wearing the NFL hat half the time. I have my Bengals. I love the Bengals. But being a Bengals fan, I've just learned to enjoy the game of football mostly. Uh, my Woods Brewing, and then I'll bring up an extra one because I think it would be interesting for us to talk about. Uh, real boxing is taking place. But <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to point this out. 
Three straight weeks, we went from boxing is kind of back, boxing is dead, to, oh, we have real boxing Oh, no, boxing is still dead. I only Each bring this. Of the last three weeks with What's Brewing have I'm, all been boxing. I'm only bringing this up so that we can continue to bury boxing. We need to change this to What's Boxing, presented by Jimmy Pilato. This, doesn't, this <laughs> fight doesn't mean anything anymore. It was the it was gonna be the biggest fight. It was gonna unify both heavyweight championships. It was probably gonna be the biggest English fight in, in history, the biggest fight in the UK between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Anthony Joshua had to defend his championship because Deontay Wilder threw a hissy fit. Deontay Wilder, they fought in nineteen rounds. You know how many rounds he's won? Like four. Two. Oh. Two. And in one round, it was that last round in the first fight where he knocked Tyson Fury down. Tyson Fury got up. I don't know how he got up. Uh, Tyson Fury is a dead man. I think he. I think he's legitimately. He's a ghost or a zombie. But he got up and won that round. He only got the win in that round because of the knockdown. Deontay Wilder single-handedly killed boxing. <laughs> Boxing's gonna take another 15 years to try and build up another super fight, and maybe we'll be able to reunite the championships then. But right now, like this, we had, we were set up. It was gonna be in August. We were set up for. A title unification, we we're going to have one boxing heavyweight champion again. With all the shit that boxing has gone through in the past year and a half with the Paul brothers, and I know I give it a lot of attention. It's just entertaining to me at some point. This was going to be legit boxing. And once again, I tell you, boxing is dead. MMA took over. I, I, I agree I'm, with you finally. I'm going to say a statement right now that's probably not the how it take, but this is the fight that's going to bring boxing back. It's going to be... Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury. That's the fight that brings boxing. Well, right there. Give funny me all you bring up Francis Ngannou. Give Dana White. Dana White. You know. You know how to make the money. That's the money fight right there. Fuck John Jones. Fuck giving or Stipe. Give him one more rematch. But after Ngannou beats him, go to Fury. Give me Fury versus Ngannou because that would be unreal. Funny you bring up Ngannou. My extra news story that I thought you might have. The John Jones police report. Because I want to forget about it. I That's understand. Why. I understand. I want to forget about it. First of all, let me let me say this first thing here. UFC, you need to fucking help this guy. You like it's it's to a point where he it's it's out of his control. He needs help, and they need to first of all, basically they need to release him a and b. They need to get him help because I don't think he should fight ever again. I uh, he, for the look, UFC. as as he he may go go down as the greatest mixed martial arts of all time, talent wise, but everything else one of the most wasted careers of all time. You could have had we could be talking about John Jones type fights like we did Conor McGregor. Think about it, John Jones at one point if he dominated like he did and had no off the off the off the off the bat I guess off the mats off the mat um um allegations or or things go on. We could have had John Jones go face a boxing guy. We could have had John Jones face whoever. We could have had all that. That was the guy that, that they, they, they were like, you know what, this is the face of our company. And he was. And then everything just went sideways. They need to get him help, and I'm serious. Like It's the night where it should have been the best night of his career, where they had the Hall of Fame, and the motherfucker go, goes and does this shit. Come on, man. No, this was awful. I mean, the police details... It's not the first time I don't think that they've been in this kind of situation. The only reason the cops were called is because they were at a hotel and the daughter was afraid to go back up to the room where he was. He's drunk. 
He was so drunk, in fact, he kept challenging five officers to a fist fight. He said, I'd like to see how I do against all of you, and then headbutted a police car. The reason why he's got felony vehicular damage or something like that. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. But. He headbutted the police car so hard he dented and scratched the paint. And you're not allowed to destroy police car. Like, that's vandalism of, pro- vandalism of a police car. You're not allowed to do that. So he's got a felony charge for that. It's just a terrible situation. And unfortunately, I'm not necessarily sure if there's going to be a lot of help that's offered. Because in this kinds of situation, whatever you believe in or not, or not, not believe in, I guess, his wife has been steadfast in supporting him. Throughout everything that's gone on, with his history, hitting the pregnant woman in the vehicular accident, all of that terrible stuff, the drinking, the partying, the coke. I agree with you. He has mental issues. He needs help, and the UFC could do a lot more to help him other other than just scheduling him in new fights and making him get up in front of the media, look like Ned Flanders. Meanwhile, he's snorting lines in, in your bathroom and then becoming a menace to society because he can't control himself. He has issues to the point where if he goes out and tries to enjoy himself on a weekend, have a few drinks, he's going to get wild and it's going to put people in danger. I think there's a good shot he does get released, honestly, because obviously the UFC right now is, is still reviewing everything. And, and after the legal investigation has concluded, the UFC said that they're going to do their own and see what the next steps is for John, because obviously there ain't going to be no there, no heavyweight fight right now. That ain't ever, We're not going to get what we all wish for was in Ghana versus Jones. That's oh, not going to happen. And so we, we got to start looking elsewhere start doing different things because right now Dana White John Jones he's he's he's, he's I'm not going to say a menace to society but the man needs help and right now you're doing him no favors by keeping him under contract. Uh yeah and with every th- the details that were released that's where I call him like he's physically putting other people it, members of his family in harm's way and he's not he's doing it in a place where he doesn't have control of himself that's the scariest thing he gets so out of his mind on drugs and alcohol that that's where you have to start worrying cuz who's going to stop John Jones John Jones is 250 pounds when he's not cutting Augustus, unless you're Alexander Augustus in the one time <laughs> nobody's yeah nobody's really stopping him and I would be wary to come at him with just a taser too yeah. like the taser ain't gonna do shit. he's a scary human being so I think the next thing that we should see out of this is John Jones checks himself into rehab and hopefully starts getting help that way because he does need to he needs more than just a few month counseling sessions. I'm, I'm hoping that this is all just a um, ends up five six years from now. He's he's a public speaker about how he did this now and then how he came back to the UFC and then we had the super fight. I'm hoping that we get to that point. Okay, now we get to move on from. Uh, What's brewing, and we get to go into our rebanded segment presented by our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. What's in my book? When you create your account at MyBookie.ag, be sure to use promo code Bench B N C H, and you'll double your first deposit with MyBookie. It's got great. We got great odds all up and down the site this week, and uh, we're gonna get into our favorite ones. I've been putting money down now. I'm somewhat successful. I did lose a couple this last past weekend. Week wasn't as good as the week before. No, I hit. I only hit one. But I did still win, so I got some more uh, money down, and I'll explain that because I had to put a couple of them down now because by the time this podcast comes out, one of them might be done, yeah. depending on how Tuesday night goes. And then I also have uh, – you know, I, 
took some lines early because I wanted to make sure that I got a good enough odds boost on some of them. So what's yeah, that, my, what's in my book presented by our, our sponsor, mybookie.ag? What do you got for your first line of the so week? So my Ride the Slope is all NFL edition, so I got a bunch of uh, different ones right now for what's in my book. First one I got, Nuggets over 48.5 wins at minus 115. I like it a lot. Nuggets have, won 50, have been a 50-win team the last, I want to say, it's three years. So I'll I, – over 40 and a half, 48 and a half, I like a lot. I know without Jamal Murray, that may hurt, but I still think I still have faith in this team that they can win a lot of ball games at the beginning of the year and get them over that 50 win hunch. Because look, if you if you get in the range of winning, I want to say 58 to 59, you're you're competing for a top two seed in the West, mm-hmm. which is where I think this team is. So I'm taking the over. All right, I, my my first line is uh, Wilder Fury three to go under seven and a half rounds. I wanted it's a big event for the sport, so I wanted to still put one of the lines out there. I'm sure my bookie will have more props once the fight gets closer, but for now, under seven and a half rounds at plus one oh five. As I drop a water bottle, I I like that a lot. By the way, I hope you started Eckler in your uh, fantasy league because. Oh, you're playing against him? That's unfortunate. Okay. One receiving touchdown. He also ran one in. Uh, But I like uh, Fury Wilder 3 under 7.5. Tyson Fury is going to knock him out in six rounds this this time. I don't like that. I like that one a lot. My next one, you're going to like this one a lot. McCarr to win the Norris. There's positive odds on this. Plus 350. Those odds are not going to get better. No, and, is he the I, favorite or is he? He's the favorite. He's oh. the favorite right now, plus three fifty, which I like. Which I, I was, thought they would have given Fox uh, minus something, like minus a hundred no, or something like that. Right, because right now this early in the season, they usually give the MVP odds because all the MVP odds right now are all, all positive. Mm. Right before the season starts, plus three fifty. I like that a lot. Like I said, I I think it's a lock that he wins it. I I know that we're obviously Avalanche fans, so that helps it. But I thought plus, it was a lock that he was gonna. He he was very like he missed it by sixteen votes and he missed fifteen games last season. He only played in forty eight games of a sixty game season last year. Yeah, that's true. So plus three fifty, those odds are fantastic. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, my this is one that I did I did put money down. I have an open ticket for this one. Yankees to win the AL pennant plus six hundred. Yeah. I put twenty five down. If they if they lose Tuesday night, I look like I'd lose twenty five bucks. But if don't they win, yeah, if they lost Tuesday night, don't worry about what Jimmy's saying right now. If they win and continue to win, I have the possibility of winning one fifty back. So I I would win one hundred twenty five on top of my initial twenty five. So Yankees to win the pennant plus six hundred. You have a lot of faith in, in a bunch of Italians. That's about it. My last hey, my yo. last my last one is going to surprise some people. Ready for this one? Texas plus three versus Oklahoma. Yep, I'm That's taking a smart it. pick. It's minus one ten. I don't know why, but I'm taking it plus three of versus Oklahoma. I look. We said it before that Oklahoma, that Texas shouldn't go to the SEC because they're not better than Oklahoma. Well, Oklahoma doesn't look too good, and Texas obviously doesn't look good either. But you know what? Oklahoma is is due for a loss, and plus three and a half. I believe it was at minus one ten when I saw it first. Saw it. Yeah. I didn't put that down, but I'm taking plus three and a half Texas because screw it. I'm gonna ride the Longhorns, horns up, not horns down. Oklahoma's been pissing me off because I want them to do well, but they just don't. And they don't know how to cover football games, so I'm going to go Texas, who knows how to cover football games. Yeah, if you're if you've been paying attention the last few weeks, Texas might have a worse record, but Texas has looked a lot better in these last couple of weeks than Oklahoma has, and they're getting hot at the right time. My last one, it's another one that I did take. The Jets to beat the Falcons money line was plus 160 in the UK. So hopefully, by the time I wake up Sunday morning, I got that money. Uh, I should be well on my way happen. to getting in my in my my bookie account. 
Um, either way, I used promo code bench, so I doubled my first deposit. I'm still riding off my first deposit. Well, absolutely. Well, now let's get to the segment where I've gone oh and two. I have lost both weeks. But have you had it. a leg that won? I have had a leg that won. Okay. I've had a few legs that won, but I have. I think I've gotten to the point where I've had. Two out of the three, but I lost the first leg, so it really didn't matter. So my three legs, here we go. Easy. This is cash, straight cash money. Titans minus four against Jacksonville, minus 110 odds. I am hammering the hell out of that. That is one that I'm taking and swimming away with that because I because minus four, look, this, you don't lose to the Jets and the Jaguars in back-to-back weeks. You're not. You're a better football team than this. Wake up and start realizing it. That's the easy green slope. We're taking Titans minus four. Medium, intermediate, we're taking Packers minus three and a half of the Bengals. I'm sorry. These odds are at plus 100. I am taking putting 100 bucks on this because, look, Aaron Rodgers is that dude, and the Bengals are okay. But, look, that, that for intermediate level is very, very solid. And I'm sorry, but minus three and a half. Those are way too good of odds. I'm way too directly odds. competing against your middle slope. Oh, one hundred percent. And then the hard, hard slope we have: Broncos, Pittsburgh under forty and a half. If it's Drew Law versus Ben Roethlisberger, I'll tell you right now that it's, under yeah. is gonna hit like no other. <laughs> it is gonna be a seven to ten football game or something stupid like that. At minus one ten odds. Those are this is a very generous for a black diamond. This is this is very de- generous slope. This is a mogul not even a mogul. This is a steep slope that you can get down on a hard level, but you that you could probably go down slide down your ass, Jimmy. Uh, minus one ten for under four and a half for for two offenses that may have Drew Locke and Ben Roethlisberger out there. Oh, hammering all that. All that together, we have plus 628. I took that already. Take it along with me. Probably going to lose it because we're 0-2 thus far, and the goggles haven't helped me at all. But I'm hoping we can finally get, get, get a win here. But I'm pretty confident in this one. I'm glad that you put the Bengals game in yours because that means my bet is probably going to have a better chance of winning this Oh, time. because it's, because because it's, it's, in, yeah. your, it's in your ride the slope. But, hey, if you agree with Nico, be sure to use promo code BENCH when you sign up at mybookie.ag. You'll double your first deposit so that you can go all in on this ride the slope parlay. And let's see if this one hits because one of them has to hit at some point, right? Hey, we're due. Hey, you're either hot or you're due. You're either gonna you're either gonna absolutely be on a heater or you're due for a win. There's no in between. One eight hundred gambler if you have an issue or one eight hundred with it. One eight hundred nine with it in Kentucky, something like that. Anyways, let's uh, let's get in and wrap up this uh, episode sixty of the podcast. Play of the week and player of the week. Uh, I've already talked about my play of the week, so I'll start. My play of the week is Logan Wilson's goal line stand tackle at the end of the first half. Might have almost got us a safety because we couldn't kneel to get into the second half at that point. And every time Joe Burrow goes for a quarterback sneak, I'm like, don't hurt him, don't hurt him, don't, don't hurt touch him. him. Don't touch him, don't touch him, don't touch him. Please I was fall, not, fall, 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 yeah, fall. The one they thought he got in on the quarterback sneak initially and he was like not even close. I was like, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay, yeah. Don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Don't just, hurt yourself, Joe. Be okay, Joe. Be safe. Joe, don't hurt yourself. Be careful. But Logan Wilson, he's the stud of that defense. He's going to be the middle linebacker, I think. He's the best middle linebacker the Bengals have had since uh, Ray Maluga at, at that Vontas position. Perfect, Fuck wasn't that it? guy. Fuck that guy. I'm not even – no. Uh-uh. He's a Raider. I've never even played for the Bengals as far as I'm concerned. I'm glad you're, you're a part of that. Ugh. Well, I'm going to go for the workhorse of the Broncos, Javante Williams, with an absolutely – 
eight-man missed tackle 40-yard run. When I, when I say that this man broke one, two, three, four, like literally eight tacklers all missed, and the only touch points the Broncos scored on Sunday was a seven because of the drive that got Javante Williams from our own 40 onto the opposing 20. It was an unbelievable run. Like one of those runs where you're like, man, this is Marshawn Lynch esque. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's 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 hold my dick Marshawn Lynch esque against the Saints, but this is right up there as as mean of a run. Because Javante, like you said, I love Melvin Gordon, like I said last year, Melvin Gordon's a guy that just dances, and that's why I love Phil. But man, Javante Williams does it for me now. He does it for me because he's a good hard runner, and I love good hard runners. He's exactly what we would have wanted to block for when we were playing. exactly. Yeah. And uh, shout out Marissa, by the way. That's who is moving back out here. Her and her husband Christian. She got she's got a job at DNVR, but she she knows as soon as she got hooked up at DNVR, the first tweet that I saw her put out was Broncos got a snowplow running back. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. That's the weird thing too. Javante Williams is a lot like Chris Carson. Now that I got to, I'd never see the Jaguars play because they're never in prime time. But now that I've seen the Jaguars play a full game, and James Robinson, James yeah. Robinson, James Robinson is stupid a, things out. he's a little muscle hamster. He's I thought he was fat. Now. He's got like, he's the type of skinny. He's got the big old arms and then he's the type of skinny that looks like fat, but it's definitely just a six pack under there. He's a, He's a beast. Javante Williams is that same kind of build, and he runs with an attitude. I like that. Uh, player of the week. Who's your player of the week? My player of the week, I went with Trey Lance because of what he did in one half of football. These numbers are type of numbers that some quarterbacks wish they could have in a full football game. 157 yards and two TDs. No interceptions. <laughs> that's what you call a perfect first, second half. Although they didn't win, that's – they, they did everything they could to to put Trey Lance in the right position. And, look, Jimmy Garoppolo, sayonara, buddy. You lost your chance. This is Trey Lance's team. He'll hook up with more of the porn stars. Yeah, this is this is Trey Lance's team, and it's and it's never going back. All right, my player of the week is another rookie quarterback, but mine is – my, my name is Mac Jones. McCorkle Jones. 31 of 40, 275, two touchdowns. He had an interception, but he hung in there. He had a game against the greatest of all time going. Now, I, I – I don't like to uh, repeat a lot of what Chris Collinsworth says. I mentioned that I don't really like listening to him, but he does. Mac Jones, <laughs> he he won the Freezer Bowl. Okay, it's a very important game in Bengals history. Minus fifty-seven wind chill in the AFC Championship in 1981 to get us to the Super Bowl. So he's always a he's a team legend. But the he, praise he was heaping on Mac he's Jones. He's the face was, of Cincinnati Bengals on media right now. Yeah, yeah. Unless you want to call the Ocho Cinco that. No, just think of, does, no we'll stick with Colin. I'm good with Collinsworth. Uh, Al Michaels likes Chris Collinsworth, so that's fine with me. But he was heaping praise on Mac Jones. Mac Jones deserved it. He played a good game, and he's working that scheme. Like, Mac Jones is going to be the best rookie quarterback. I don't think he's the most talented rookie quarterback, but he's probably going to have the best season of all the rookie quarterbacks so far this it's year. because of the situation also because – I mean, unless unless the Jets are are that good, and I'm just fucking up, and I didn't and I didn't see what I what I what I guess I thought I saw against Broncos. There's always this week. I can win some money if you don't want. It. You I'm, picked so adamantly against the Jets. I think I have some karma coming back my way in my sports not. book. Hopefully, that's what I'm hoping for. I, anyways, that's gonna be the end of episode 60 of the Far End of the Bench. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting app. New episodes drop Wednesdays at FEOTB Pod on social media. Uh, we've been. T- tweeting out a lot of good stuff we've getting a lot more interaction thank you we now have an episode where we have over a thousand twitter followers so all of you bench warmers that follow us on twitter be sure to check out our other channels our instagram and our youtube be sure to subscribe there but thank you very much 
for growing that community. We love our Twitter community and the people we interact with. It's been a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, Nico, we we had a lot in this episode, but it's not all football talk. I know. Yeah. I know. Like I said, preseason is all the way back almost. Like it's we 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 this. Like I said, this is the perfect season. The weather's getting colder. We got to wear some flannels now. You know, you bring out bring out the football jerseys, put a hoodie underneath. You got you got a little bit of everything. You got some basketball early preseason. You got college football, NFL, hockey. This is the best time of the year. The best time of the year for a sports fan. Yeah, and as sports fans, you should be betting with on sports, and that's where MyBookie comes in, our sponsor, MyBookie.ag. When you sign up, use promo code BENCH, B-E-N-C-H, and you'll double your first deposit and help us out in the process. That's our great sponsor, MyBookie. Uh, be sure, MyBookie.ag, promo code BENCH. But for that, this has been Episode 60 of the Far Under the Bench Podcast. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week. This we is the blues I'm playing. Peace. Yes, it's a fine old thing When the night is cold and lonely This is a dollar belpy was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them pipes and I made it a habit Towing them pistols and serving them addicts That was exciting to me I'm so excited to be